Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is all your fault. Let's go. This Let's is all your fault. Go. It's all Let's your fault. Go. You tried to bury the Chiefs. Let's go. Like two weeks ago. Uh, what was the phrase? He's not what we thought he was. Let's and go to Mike. He's down in Baylor. Wants to talk about the Baylor-Oklahoma game. Mike, you're on the air. <laughs> I, you I'm, hate I'm past me right that. now. You, you hate me right now, don't you? Oh, I always hate you. I know that. Uh, I but know this that. is all your fault. Your sports yeah. mush, yes. your crappy teams yes. are yes. now bleeding over into everyone else. Uh, suddenly, the Dolphins are adequate. Yeah, Dolphins uh, are going to run the table. Well, I listen. It, you can be okay and not run the table. No, no. Uh, I was looking at the schedule. There's like one tough game. Arnie, you I, looked at the schedule in the preseason and told us they were going 13 and four. Don't Shut be mad at me because Shut. Baylor. Why you're taking it out on me already? Again, I'm past Baylor. Okay, They're still going to win out and go to the 14 playoff. This is about the Raiders and your disillusion take on Mahomes. It's all your fault, so I'm blaming you. I'm taking the rest of the night off your show. Yeah, you know, the Deshaun Jackson fumble. I mean, you were right there until he just coughed it up. He went, here, just take the ball. We don't want to win the game here. here but Deshaun Jackson fumble, the interim coach who's supposed to be a special teams coordinator yeah. allowing a fake punt to happen. Yeah. With some dude named Tommy or Johnny or Timmy Townsend throwing a dart, <laughs> you decide, I don't know, that you're just going to let Pat Mahomes sit back there for like eight days. Uh, it's been a disaster. So I've decided I'm, I'm not doing a sports game. show anymore. 
So you can you, what's that, Bobo? I, the, the Chiefs we, just scored again. Yeah, the Chiefs scored again. By the way, did you see the text we've got before the show today going, is Plank showing up? Plank's not gonna show up to get Brian No, get somebody to fill in. Hey, hey old man, it is not a text. It is a tweet. We keep telling you that. Forever. A text goes directly to your yeah. phone from another phone. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I saw, I saw uh, Sean yeah. the stoner, and I saw someone with a cat emoji. So I didn't see everybody <laughs> tweeting at me about not showing up. The two uh, people that think you're funny replied to it. Yes. Uh, no, I want to listen. Danny yeah. G created a, um, a mecca. He created an absolute monster with uh, OutKick. And producing that show. So I've decided I'm not talking sports. I want to talk about COVID tonight. So we'll take your calls at 877 uh, on Fox. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, good because I booked a senator for yeah, uh, 20 minutes from now. Uh, see if we can. You had you, you what, talked no, to President Donald Trump on the phone. On the show. Come on now. Get him on. I'm done with sports. Sports are yeah. stupid. And honestly, Arnie, everything in the NFL just doesn't make any sense right now. I mean, if you think about it today, as we welcome you to Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday, if you truly think about it, Suddenly, Mac Jones is incredible. Oh, and the, that, the, yes. the Patriots. Wait, what'd you say? I, I always like Mac Jones. Okay, listen. You're not. You you had the Patriots as like a three win team. No, and five now win suddenly, team. I have them as a five win team. You're like you you're disillusioned right now that you're going to act like that you had the Patriots as a good team. But no, no, suddenly I, the Adam is a five win team. But I always like Mac Jones. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Do you like just do that? What's what's the uh, men in black thing where they put the thing in front of their eyes and you forget everything that you say <laughs> like the week before? Is that you? Is that what you do? Uh, uh, Will Smith was, called it yeah. that flashy thing. Yeah. That flashy thing. Yeah. Is that what you have? Does your wife like give you – is there a drink that you take where every Sunday night you forget everything? Did you do a show Saturday? Yeah, I too? did Saturday morning. I was filling in for Gargano. So anything, everything I said that I got wrong – I just uh, move that on to the back burner, and we get ready for the the new show. And, and suddenly, I guess the new power in the NFL might be the Tennessee Titans. Well, hell, with what we're seeing tonight, it might be the Kansas City Chiefs. No, who are back. no, no, my Cowboys. There you go, Bobo. Bobo's dumping <laughs> you every time you say that. By the way, you know that. Oh, right? no one heard that. I literally just yeah. hit the dumb button. Yeah, no, they did look good though. They looked great tonight. I didn't see that coming, but that was the Falcons. You you didn't see the Cowboys bounce back. I kind of felt like I saw the Cowboys bounce back coming. Not today. I three to three. I, and, and then it's kind of funny. It's very frustrating whenever you um, you have a performance like the Cowboys did against the Broncos, right? And then you bounce back that next week and dominate. I mean, abs- oh. the Cowboys absolutely dominated the Falcons today, as you said, 43-3. to And then the team that beats you goes out and gets smoked yeah. by the Philadelphia Eagles, who I don't know if they're a good football team either, but they they smoked the Broncos today. So the And the, the Vikings beat the Chargers? I mean, Arnie, what the hell is going on in the NFL right now? Well, the Vikings aren't going to lose. Yeah, they're not going to lose every close game. They've got to win a couple of them, Plank. Again, Vikings can't lose every one-possession game out there, you know? You realize the Vikings might be one of the wildest stories in the yeah. NFL this season. Yeah. Because, And again, I'll, I'll go back through this and not just a kiss up to the boss. In the Bengals game in their opener, they lost when there was a fumble that shouldn't have been a fumble that cost in the game. Cardinals, they missed what would have been a game-winning field goal right. at the end of regulation. The the Browns game, I don't even know. I know the final score was 14 to 7, but did they did they even allow a yeah, they allowed one touchdown in that game. That was a, a that was a weird game, a 14 to 7 game. The only game that you look back that they truly lost all season long was 
None of them. They literally <laughs> have been in one-score games, Arnie, every single week. And here they are sitting at four and five, coming off a big win. Over I, the NFL, just as, as a general rule of thumb, Arnie, we open this show every single Sunday night asking the question after a week, whatever it is, I know this. So, Arnie, I'm here to tell you after week 10, I don't know what the hell is going on in the NFL except I think the Cowboys are good. I feel like the Titans have been able to recover okay from Derrick Henry, and Mac Jones looks like he could be in line for rookie of the year. I, Those I, are the three things I know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I learned today, and I, I, I don't know if you saw this new quarterback that played today. He looked pretty good, Cam Newton. No. Uh, he's back. I didn't see that coming. He looks so bad for New England. I'm like, oh, the Panthers are wasting their time. No, he's just gonna. It's gonna be an ugly one. And he just looked awesome, unbelievable. Well, and, and they used him well. I and, and that's a that's a credit to to Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady. I know you don't care about offensive coordinators, right, exactly. but how do you how do you explain what Cam Newton was able to do today? He was used perfectly. I mean, he only I, I don't even know what a he snap total passes. was. Yeah, he was he was, and, and he ran the ball three times. So yeah. I'm not ready to to declare him an MVP candidate. Yes, but there there's a game that makes no sense. Even though the Cardinals played without Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins. You know, the, the, the Panthers don't just beat them. They annihilate them in Arizona on Sunday. So, I, I don't I don't know. I, th- my biggest takeaways, Arnie, from today are confusion more than anything else. I have no idea what's going on. I'll tell you what. If there was one thing that I did learn today, and I, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but if you're a owner or a GM of the Cleveland Browns, Today's game made you say, we don't want to give Baker Mayfield. Uh, this is why we're not going to give him the big-time contract. This is why we're going to move on from him because of games like today. That, that, that's what I'd be thinking about uh, to myself. Really? So today is that moment that would be enough for you? Could you say the same thing for Derek Carr tonight? I was thinking about that. He didn't have an awful game statistically, but um, with a new coach maybe coming in and and changes, I would say this is probably the last year for for Carr also. But um, Everything with the Raiders is going to start with Derek Carr from here to far. Okay, well, I really believe that that someone's going to look at this game today for Baker Mayfield and say, this is why. You don't get the big contract. I mean, I could be wrong why you think that they'll just overlook this and, and see no, how the whole season ends, I guess. I, I don't think anything is ever, as you would say, overlooked. But yeah. I also don't think anyone looks at one game and says, yeah, he needs to go no, or, yeah, we need to keep It was frustrating. It was bad today. I mean, you, you got steamrolled. Um, by a Patriot team who doesn't even put that many points on the board usually. You gave up a 100-yard rusher. You let Mac Jones just tear you apart. He threw well, is that Baker's fault? No, no, but he didn't do anything either, though. He they, they scored the first touchdown of the game, and they didn't do anything after that. Okay, then, so if you're going to hold – and listen, I'm not I'm not yeah. here to fight with you about this. I'm yeah. not going to die on this hill tonight. Right. The Raiders are getting smoked. I want to cuss at the Raiders. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, Artie, then if you're going to say this is that game against Bill Belichick and the Patriots right. defense right. that would tell me he's not the guy, then what do you say about last week when he dominated well, Dom, yeah, but that wasn't enough to go ahead and get him the contract extension. I feel like right now, if we're going to do like a sliding scale, I get the feeling that the Cleveland Browns are on the um, get rid of Baker Mayfield, like 52 to 48 percent, something like right around there. There's Here's what's crazy. Am I wrong about that? Am I, is that crazy? I, you know, I bring this up every single time. Yeah. I don't know. And I know that's not a good sports radio host of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should be yelling and screaming and tell you how dare you because that's my guy and he went to Oklahoma. 
But, Arnie, the reality is every single person that had made the decision to bring Baker Mayfield to Cleveland isn't there anymore, right? right. right. Um, coach, GM, I mean, owner is really about the only thing that's still around that had decided to bring Baker Mayfield to uh, to Cleveland. So I don't know. You know, Kevin Stefanski has a much different perspective on things, I'm sure. Uh, they have looked good, you know, the few times, even though Case Keenum, no one looked good today for the Browns. But I, I don't I don't know, Arnie. It's it's a it's a fair question. And, you know, you've brought this up many times, and I think it's something worth talking about and looking into. But when you have a roster like Cleveland has, yeah, that's a really good roster. Right. Maybe you do look in the draft and say, All right, let me get a dude on a rookie contract and continue to build around this and see what we can do. I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. But I can understand why people feel that way, though there's no such thing as a slam dunk rookie contract, especially or a rookie quarterback, especially Arnie, where they're likely going to be drafting. Yeah, and I well, I didn't say a rookie quarterback. I'd probably go with a veteran and see what I like can Case find Keenum. out there. Yeah. Stick with Keenum or someone like that? Is that uh, fair? No? I don't know if I want to go there. You know, I mean, like, uh, well, I think it's going to be like a trickle-down effect. Let's see what happens. Let's say Miami got Aaron Rodgers. Then what happens to Tua? Would, would you be interested in that? Um, what about a Deshaun Watson? Sure. Would you be interested in picking him up? Can you imagine Deshaun Watson on Cleveland? What would he do to the Browns? What record would you give them this year if he, if he got to play all 17 games? So there could be a trickle-down effect depending on uh, where some of these quarterbacks go. Um, I think you're right. You know, last last year, last well, last year, last off last off yeah. season, you and I talked quite a bit during the yeah. summer about what we thought was, and I think ended up being a a massive quarterback turnover in the league. Right, uh, Adam Schefter had projected sixteen. I think we by you know the start of the regular season, I think it was like fourteen or fifteen new starting quarterbacks in new places. So mm. we had a big time turnover. I wonder if we're set for something similar to that this offseason, only maybe with even bigger names. When you think about the return of a Deshaun Watson, you think about an Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know, but, but I do think it's interesting to, in places like Cleveland. If those two guys go to new teams, now there's four quarterbacks being moved because those the, the two quarterbacks they're replacing are going to end up going somewhere else. So it's like, again, the trickle-down effect there. Some good garbage time yards going on here for the Raiders. This pisses me off more than anything. All right. Uh, we got a busy night tonight. It's killing uh, you. The, the, the tweets are killing you, man, out there. It's unbelievable. Oh, no. I, I like I like this one right here. This is from Fern who writes, deflect, deflect, deflect. That's all you do. Chiefs destroyed your faders. How, <laughs> how am I deflecting from any of this right now, Fern? How am I deflecting? I My nose is being rubbed in it. I'm like a dog that peed on the carpet, okay? I'm not deflecting anything. <laughs> Gosh. They they were down 30 and they punted the ball on fourth and five. I yeah, wanted they to do reach that, through my way? TV and scream. Were they afraid? Oh. That, were, were they getting like 28 points and they just wanted to cover the spread? I didn't understand why they punted that ball. <laughs> well, <laughs> the spread has done been covered, unfortunately. Oh, uh, it's all your fault, though. You had, yeah. to doubt the, you had to doubt the Chiefs. I told you I've seen this play before. I've watched this movie. I've seen it a million times. No one wants to listen to me. Got to keep making the Chiefs mad. And here They're we go. They're in first place now.
They are by a yeah. full game over both the Raiders, Chargers, and I think the Broncos are like a half game back. They're, they're anyway. a half game ahead of the Chargers. So coming up uh, a little bit later on the show, Peter Bukowski is going to – in fact, Peter's next yes. to talk about the big performance bounce back by Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then in hour two, we're heading to Vegas to talk to Todd Furman. As Touchdown always, Raiders, yeah! There we go, finally. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. So yeah. score the touchdown here, make it 41-21, <laughs> get the onside kick, throw that same bomb to the Sean yeah, Jackson that he doesn't you. fumble, makes yeah. it 41-28. Another onside kick, 45. Yeah, this game is far from over, people. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, tonight, 35 of 50, 406 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, though the Raiders did drop about three interceptions tonight. All right, we're going to talk uh, Green Bay Packers and what went down today for the pack and the return of Aaron Rodgers. Peter Bukowski is next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. 
Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Oh, we're getting Chad Henney garbage time. Just <laughs> shoot me now. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's already in plank on a Fox football Sunday. All right. Uh, let's recap the day. Week 10 in the books. And let's focus on the return of Aaron Rodgers. Goes left side. Got Lockett cutting right. Circle roots. He's hit. Taken down. Short of the first down. This time expires. And the Green Bay Packers have shut out the Seattle Seahawks 17 to nothing on a snowy evening here in Green Bay. As Peter Bukowski joins us, host of Locked on Packers. Peter, it's always about Aaron Rodgers, but... My gosh, this defense is something pretty special that Green Bay has going on right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty remarkable when you think about what this defense has done the last three weeks against Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. They have allowed a, a combined 34 points. Ooh. And when you when you look at what Kansas City is doing right now, the reason you're getting Chad Henney garbage time is because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense was held – to the worst performance of the Patrick Mahomes era last week against the Packers in a game where, and and I think this is not uh, something that has been noticed, that the the Packers offense did nothing all game. Usually it is really tough for your defense to hold up for an entire game when your offense is going three and out or turning the ball over or not sustaining drives. And yet, in, in neither of these last two games in particular, the, the Packers offense has been particularly dynamic. You go back to the Thursday night game, that was a Packers offense without Alan Lazard, without Devontae Adams, and they were still able to get that kind of win. Defensively, they have held teams led by Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes to under four yards per play, not per Oof. rush, not per pass, per play. That And that... This is all, Chris, without Jair Alexander and without Zedaria Smith, arguably their two best defensive players, both of whom have a chance to come back this season. So not only is this defense rolling, they could get better. Wow. Well, Pete, what did you think of Rodgers' performance, though? Not overall the whole offense, but just his game particularly. Yeah, you know, you know the offense, every quarterback, they say, so as you know, so Rodgers goes, so too the offense goes. And, and what I think has been really terrific about the Matt LaFleur era is that has not always been true. And they have found ways to get other guys involved. I mean, there was a possession in this game where they built the whole offense out of the screen pass. And, and A.J. Dillon has a 50-yard catch and run in the open field, his two biggest games, each coming in the snow when you're 6'1", 250, and have a 41-inch vertical and run 4'5". I don't think that's much of a coincidence. The guy is an absolute Mack truck. There's a reason his nickname is the Quadzilla. <laughs> but, but they were able to get the short passing game with, with the running backs involved and then hit a couple big ones. And they had a, they had left a couple on the field. I don't think Rodgers looked super sharp. Um, some throws that you expect him to make, he missed. And there were some throws that, that he made that, that his receivers were not on the same page with him. And there was, a, you know, interestingly, a lot of what we saw last week from Jordan Love, where even he and Devontae Adams, who have this sort of preternatural connection, they didn't seem to be on the same page for some of these things. And, and he mentioned it postgame. It is like practice matters. And, and being able to go in and, and get the work 
um, with with the play calls and the situational play calls. I mean, they, they install stuff the week of to go out and run in the game to attack certain coverages and certain fronts and certain personnel. And it's just different when you see it. You know, like everyone thinks they can play Madden. That's kind of what Zoom is. <laughs> but 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 in in the game, and the game is moving fast. I thought the game looked like it was moving a little too fast for Rodgers the first quarter. Wow. And that's a weird thing to say about a three-time MVP and an all-time great, but he hadn't played in two weeks. He hadn't even practiced in two weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I, that has to matter, two and a half weeks even, because they had the Thursday night game. So, I, I, you know, Russell Wilson didn't look sharp either, right? And, and um, he hadn't been out there in a month. So practice matters. Um, I, I think I expect Rodgers to be better next week, and he'll be a week further removed from COVID. Um, we have we have seen athletes. You know, you go back to the the last year when we had uh, the full COVID season. You know, Ezekiel Elliott gets COVID and doesn't look like the same running back for weeks. Cam Newton g- gets COVID and doesn't look like the same guy for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've seen NBA players have to have inhalers to finish games. I mean, this is these are young athletes and and they're making their decisions for their bodies. But but COVID, you know, doesn't care that they're professional athletes. Um, he looked really gassed at the end of the game. He said it was in tears leaving the field. I think it was a physically and emotionally draining week for him. Um, not that we're going to play the you know the sad sack game. I'm certainly not going to do that. <laughs> but if we're just, if we're being if we're being honest about what what happened and and where he is, I, it does seem like he he had a tough week. I, I don't know about you, but he looked like he aged about five years in the last yeah. two weeks. Um, <laughs> He leave bags under his eyes, and he, he looked like he was just getting over a, a you know a bad cold, like we all do. You know, it's not right. shaded Aaron Rodgers. We all look that, like that when we have a you know a, something that we're battling. So um, I, I expect him to be better against Minnesota, um, but he was not normal sharp Aaron Rodgers by any means. Um, speaking of that, I, I know that we're talking about Aaron and the Packers here, but I kind of feel like what you said fits for Russell Wilson, too, to a certain degree. Uh, It seemed as if Pete in that first half and maybe that whole game, he looked like a guy that's missed the last handful of weeks. Well, and, and, you know, I would would have a little bit more – I would give that a little bit more credence if this hadn't been how the Packers' defense has been playing. This is is a matchup that I thought was advantageous for the Packers' defense because – the Seahawks rely so much on big plays. This is an offense that was fourth in explosive pass rate this season. They're great with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson is arguably the greatest deep ball thrower of all time. He's the greatest deep ball thrower I have ever seen. Um, and But the Packers' defense, they are sixth in explosive plays allowed. They have been terrific. And, and that is only, um, you know, for much of the year they've been in the top five um, in, in that, and a lot of that has to do with that week one game against the, the Saints when they gave up a couple big ones. They haven't really been giving up much since then. So um, it, it was a defense that I think was built to stop Russell Wilson and, and offenses like that who want to push the ball, same with the Chiefs, who want to push the ball downfield, who, who rely on those explosive plays. Russell Wilson, just he wanted to get those deep shots, and um, you know the Packers were able to get home with four. I mean, Russ was constantly mm. under siege. He did not play with, with good patience, forced two balls, at least two balls into coverage. Um, could have easily thrown two more interceptions at the end of the game uh, when, when it was more or less out of hand. I, I frankly was uh, surprised they put him out there on that last possession because the, you know, the only 
the only thing that could really happen in a situation like that is bad. Someone gets hurt, um, and, and this was a game where the Aaron Jones goes down for Green Bay, Rashawn Gary goes down for Green Bay. And so from the Packers' sideline, you're sitting there going, really? Just put Geno Smith in and let everyone go home um, and, and not get hurt. And luckily no one else got hurt on that last possession because it very easily could have, it could have gone that way. Um, the game was over, and, and luckily the Packers have gotten some good news there. Um, sounds like Aaron Jones uh, sprained MCL, which he's had before and come back from in just a couple of weeks. Rashawn Gary, it sounds like he avoided um, any sort of serious ligament damage to that elbow. Um, if, you, if you didn't see the video, don't go find it. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty brutal. Wow. But it sounds like it's just going to be a hyperextension, and, and he's going to be – he probably might miss some time, but he's going to be okay. He's really come on for this Packers defense. Pete, last segment we were talking a little bit about the Browns. I was shocked. Didn't see this coming, there, especially when they got to a 7 nothing lead. If you were a betting man, are you betting that they're going to bring back Baker Mayfield or not? I'd said a game like this uh, could push it over to one side of that. They're not going to bring him back. I think it's like 52-48 they're not going to bring him back next year. I think it is a fascinating example um, uh, of um, a, a quarterback who is is good in a system – but it is the system, not the quarterback, that you should value. And we'll see an analytically driven franchise like Cleveland. What, what do they? What do they? What do they see? And and I think we. It is easy for for you and for me um, to say, well, well, they should just move on. Okay. Well, this is Cleveland. How many quarterbacks? I mean, they've had four quarterbacks just since I've been doing this segment. That's how fast they go through <laughs> these guys in their history. So I mean, who are you going to get that's better? Now, look, I Case Keenum. For, for a fraction of the price, he probably can be 85% of Baker Mayfield. But when the rest of this team is so solid, is that good enough? I think the How question about Deshaun is always, Watson? Well, so this is, this is the thing. In an offseason of un, potentially unprecedented quarterback upheaval, I mean, you know, everyone came into this season, um, you know, with Aaron Rodgers as the headline, he's going to be out after this year. I mean, the Seahawks are 3-6. and six. When are we gonna? When is the Russell Wilson rumor gonna leak again? Yeah, I mean, when yeah. is good point. When is it? When is it gonna be? Uh, well, I don't want to be traded, but if I if I do get traded, here are the five teams that I could go to. <laughs> and if That's if great. the Raiders are one of those teams, because John Gruden John Gruden's not in town anymore, and he was the guy that caped for Derek Carr. Could Derek Carr be on the move? You know, Kirk Cousins potentially on the move. Derek, or Deshaun Watson potentially on the move. There there are, there could be options out there. And there better be because there aren't any in the draft. Matt Ryan, right. sneaky name, could be on the move. Tua, if the um, Dolphins get rid of Tua, absolutely. And so they may they may feel like they have some some other options, but they could also be last in the quarterback carousel. You just never know. And then they may be feeling like, oh, we're kind of stuck paying Baker Mayfield. Uh, and then seeing what else you can do, you can you know maybe maybe you bank on, hey, Matthew Stafford is going to be out there. You know, what, who is whoever the next version of Matthew Stafford is. Um, you know, we, things could crater in Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill could be available. You just never know. Um, but I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. If it were me, and again, it's very easy for me to sit here and say that. If it were me, I would be looking for other options because I think you can get 85, 90% of Baker Mayfield for a, a Case Keenum price. Um, but it is also a team that feels like they're probably a little bit better quarterback play from and a little bit better health from being a Super Bowl contender. Locked on Packers. Check him out. Locked on today. Great podcast. Downloaded every morning. Peter Bukowski on fire. Good stuff tonight, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, guys. Dude.
Peter Bukowski, wow. ready to go. Let's ready go. To go. All right, uh, Steve Sager is patiently waiting. Let's get you caught up on everything going on in the world of sports, including ugh, disaster. <laughs> he better be leading with Kent State's uh, 4-3 win in a shootout with my kid at goal. My Thank daughter you. scored a goal in soccer today, too. <laughs> oh, Are you going to go with that? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> we were going to go with that. We just weren't going to lead with it. Uh, I think the headline should be Patrick Mahomes can still be great. Not good, great. Because this might have been his best game of the season tonight. 41-14, the final at Las Vegas. He had two very good games to start the season, about 340 yards passing, three touchdowns. This was over 400 yards passing, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. In fact, a great item from the stat people at Stats Inc. Second time in his career, he's had a 400-yard, five-touchdown game with no interceptions. Did that against the Jets last year. And that he's the only quarterback in NFL history to have two such games in his career. And he's done it back-to-back seasons. 41-14 is the final. And uh, Terrell Williams out of the backfield, nine catches 101 yards and a score the two Raider running backs combined for 11 carries 32 yards that's pretty good fullback Alec Ingold with the torn ACL is what the team fears according to NFL Network test coming tomorrow and Raiders running back Jalen Richard was ruled out tonight as well just a lost evening in Las Vegas for the Raiders who trade them all five and four trade them all meanwhile can I say they're looking already forward to next weekend the big Fox Sunday game next weekend is Kansas City hosting Dallas. Dallas just won 43-3 over Atlanta today. The Cowboys are 7-2, and two, and no one else in that division is even at 500. Oh. Dak Prescott, 296 yards passing and two touchdowns. Minnesota beat the Chargers in L.A. 27-20. I think you referenced this earlier, how they play all close games. In fact, literally this Every road game they've had this year, this is how it went. Overtime loss at Cincinnati. One-point loss at Arizona. Overtime win at Carolina. Overtime loss at Baltimore. And this was a one-touchdown victory because on a fourth and goal at the one, the Vikings took the lead on a lobbed pass that made it into the receiver's arms. (laughs) Amazingly late third quarter. It's just I'm not the first, and I won't be the last to say this about the NFL version of football. Teams are so evenly matched. There is such a small margin of error. It's what we love about the game, that a team can go from last to first, that on most days a team actually has a chance to win, or in Detroit's case, a chance to tie. It's just they're so even. It's two teams worth of professionals, and it's just great for all of us. Minnesota won a close game, 27-20 the final. So the Chargers lose at home. Raiders lose at home. Denver lost at home. They were down 20-13 to to Philly late third quarter, 30-13 to Eagles the final. For Carolina, Cam Newton a touchdown run, a touchdown pass off the bench in a win at Arizona, 34-10. to Green Bay was up 3-0 out after three quarters and beat Seattle 17 to nothing. Seahawks are three and six, last place in the division. Tennessee won at six straight, 23-21 over New Orleans. Washington defeated Tampa Bay. Two straight losses for the Bucks. They're six and three now. 29-19, Washington the final. Unfortunately, defensive lineman Chase Young left with a knee injury and the team fears a torn ACL. Detroit tied after overtime at Pittsburgh, 16 all. Yes, Najee Harris, you can tie in the NFL version of football. 
<laughs> New England and Buffalo each scored 45 in victories. Indy beat Jacksonville, which is still winless on the road. University of Washington fired coach Jimmy Lake in the NBA. Lakers and Atlanta each won. The late game, the Clippers are trailing at home, 88-81 to the Chicago Bulls with six and a half minutes to go. This is a battle of eight and four teams. And Phil Mickelson won the Champions Tour finale. By the way, the referee at that Chargers-Minnesota game Mr. Oklahoma is an Oklahoma native, Clay Martin, who grew Clay up Martin, in Tulsa. My boy. He is a high school basketball coach in the Jinx state of Oklahoma. Jinx High School. That's right. Jinx Trojan. He was a basketball superstar at Oklahoma Baptist, is in that school's Hall of Fame. He's done seven Chargers games oh, in the so last you know four years. <laughs> you know, side note, started at the University of Tulsa as a football player, wanted to play both football and basketball. Coach Dave Raider said, nah, so he went to OBU and uh, look at him now. He's making I want to be a ref. Come on. Wound up a nah. Conference USA ref and then became an NFL umpire for a few years. Remember uh, Gene Steratore when he That's retired right. and Terry McCauley when he retired? That's how Clay Martin got the job. That's when he was promoted for 2018. Our guy. Thanks, Steve. Mm-hmm. Discover matches all the cashback you earn on the credit card. That's your credit card. At the end of the first year, it's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm excited about the offseason. You want to talk some draft? Um, <laughs> I like somebody said did a tweet that said um, Miami has gone from tanking for Tua to tanking with Tua. So there you go with that one. Uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out after this year, too. It, it, it's Here's what's crazy. All right. So that's a very funny tweet, Nicole. Yes. That's actually someone with a cat in their profile pic that makes a funny joke. So. <laughs> We had wild scores today, right? You had 41-14 in Sunday Night Football. You had 45-7 in in New England for the the Patriots and the and the Browns. Cowboys 43-3 where they bounced back in a big way. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Arnie. I, I kind of felt like the final score of Minnesota and the Chargers, the Vikings-Chargers game was a little surprising. Um uh, no, I'm sorry, not Vikings-Chargers. Uh, Eagles-Broncos, 30-13 yeah. there. Carolina beating up on Arizona, 34-10. And then you stop and you take a look at all the standings because that's what we do now that we're officially past the halfway point for some teams. And a team like Cleveland is still right there in the playoff hunt. So are the – in fact – if the season were to end today, yeah. the Chargers are in the playoffs, and the Raiders and the Bengals are going to play next week. And that may be – well, I don't want to say anyone's in a playoff elimination game, but the winner of that team will have a tiebreaker over the other. Indianapolis, whom we buried a couple of weeks ago, Arnie, they're only a half game out of – or actually a full game out of the playoffs right now. The AFC is absolutely, positively ridiculous in its playoff chase. And guess what? The NFC isn't too terribly far behind because guess who holds the final playoff spot with a 5-5 five and five record in the Carolina. NFC right now? The Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton. Wow. How about that? I, you know, I was looking at the AFC, and you mentioned all the uh, the logjam up there. You have teams. You start with the Chargers at five and four. The Patriots have four losses. Also, they're six and four. The Raiders have four losses. Yeah. Cincinnati has well, four losses, and then the Colts, Browns, and Denver all with five losses. So you got like like six, seven, seven teams out there, all separated by like one game. 
I hope the playoff committee drops the Raiders to like 13 in the AFC. So how many teams are in the AFC? 16. Drop them below the Texans so I can quit thinking they're going to the playoffs. All right. Hey, listen, Arnie, when we come back, we've got a lot of really good tweets we got to hit. The Twitter machine has been on fire so far. You can hit us up at Stinking Genius One. That's Arnie. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. We're going to play Guess the Network on the final call of a tie. Oh, and it's geez. pretty fantastic. I mean, listen, I know I know that it's such an antiquated take, but Arnie, football games shouldn't end in ties. No, I mean, if, it can't. If college can figure it out, the NFL should figure it out. We don't need games ending in ties, but congratulations to Detroit. I guess your losing streak is over? I don't know if that counts. I mean, they didn't lose, but they didn't no, win. But still. Yeah, we'll get into it next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Um. I, I will never say Arnie's Cowboys. Bobo's Cowboys got a big win today. And I had to laugh. Uh, we're getting some of the postgame sounds start to roll in. Our editors are busting it behind the scenes, so it'll be available for us to bring to you. Here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Uh, 
Mike McCarthy was asked the key to winning today. Well, I think the key, you know, coming out of last week was, you know, Dak let me borrow his suit this week. So he wore here last week. So that's, you know, that's really, that's, that's why we got it done. So you think Mike McCarthy could fit into a Dak Prescott suit? Oh, definitely. No, of course not. <laughs> Maybe, I don't think you could fit it if you put two suits together, but, you know, what could you say? Bless his heart. Uh, Dak was really good today. The Cowboys were really good. That's one big takeaway. But um, also, Arnie, um, Cam Newton was back today. Oh, boy. And uh, <laughs> Cam Newton was in a let's wax philosophically mode. So, um, well, let's. Let's start here. Man, God is good. I could tell you that. It was, it was something about the significance of today. This was the first NFL game I played at. And for me to come back in this morning's devotion, I was reading about Moses. And God spoke to Moses in the desert. Where were you at? You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> he's preaching. Huh? He's what? not done. He's not done. Listen, you can't okay. question the Bible, Arnie. No, uh, I, he's I, not okay, done, though. Okay, I'm sorry. He's not done yet. Not done yet. All-time high frequency. It's almost scary. The conversations that I'm having, the people that I'm meeting, the things that I'm able to do, and I can't even take the credit. You know, I don't want to take the credit. I refuse to take the credit. Take the um, credit for what? His success. He, his he couldn't success. beat out Mac Jones. That's why he's not with the Patriots. It's not It's not new on him, though, Arnie. Impeccable. And it's great to, for things to come to fruition. I wouldn't even call it the new me, but I'm big on energy, you know, just for it to come full circle, offensively, defensively, special teams. Hmm. Cam Newton's feeling I didn't know he it, baby. He played special teams. I don't think he does. I don't think okay. he plays defense either. But yeah. uh, hey, listen, I'm not going to question anyone who kind of has a, a a good feeling about themselves. But good for Cam. Now, again, I saw Authentic Allen check in on Twitter. Uh, you can hit us up <laughs> at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show. That's the best way to get in touch with this show. Um, but uh, Allen's always mad at us. I mean, I don't know why he listens. He's always mad at us, and he writes. I'm always amused at the shade thrown at Cam Newton by some in the media. Cam was Cam. It's almost as if some are upset he keeps landing on his feet again. But again, how can Cam be in the NFL even as a backup when Colt McCoy is in the NFL? Hashtag shade this. I, I don't, I'm not complaining about Cam Newton. I, yeah, nobody's complaining about him playing. Why would anyone be mad about that? I thought it was awesome how Carolina used him. I think they used him to perfection. I think that's not a bad little one-two punch with him and uh, what PJ Walker. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do when Sam Darnold gets back. I don't know what I would do, but hey, they used him perfectly today, Arnie. I thought it was one of the cooler stories from today. Yeah, they used him a handful of times out there. It wasn't like he was the main quarterback, but yeah, right. they, we'll see if he takes over after this. We'll see how that's going to go ahead and play out for them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So no shade. I'm pumped that he's back. I thought it was cool. You know, I did the Superman. He got in the camera and said, "I'm back." He's waxing philosophically in the post-game press conference. I mean, Artie, what gets what's better than that? No, no, no he decided to get his vac- vaccination. So, oh, uh, did he? See, I didn't hear that part of it. Good on him. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, that was. I thought I thought that was a story a while ago. He decided to go ahead and get it after he was uh, on the uh, shelf on the beach, uh, waiting to get a team to pick him up. I've talked to several. Well, I don't want to get too carried to try to sound too cool. I hate people that try to sound cool, so I hate me. But uh, I talked to a couple guys who are on the beach right now trying to find themselves an NFL job that were unvaccinated, and literally they couldn't get a tryout. So they needed to just go ahead like Cam did and say, I got to get vaccinated because if you're not, you're not going to get a shot. It's just the reality of it. 
get it. Not going to get a shot. If you don't get a shot is the best way to put it. Uh, A couple of other tweets here. Emmett, our blind Seahawks fan, writes, a lot of us expected the Seahawks Packers to be an offensive shootout. It wasn't. But Aaron Rodgers was the better quarterback, even uh, even though he didn't play that well. I think Russell isn't fully healthy. This was the first time the Seahawks have been shut out since 2011. Yeah, Russell's not healthy. But, you know, remember when I said earlier that uh, when I was talking about Baker Mayfield, I go, this is the type of game that you're going to want to move on from him and uh, decide that you're not going to give him the big money. Well, we already know Russell Wilson's got the big contract. But is it a game like today, and I know he was hurt, but are you saying to yourself, if you're up in Seattle, maybe it's time we move on from Russell Wilson after a game like that today, or, or it's no big deal? I think you've got to wait until you feel like he's 100%. I think people are ready to move on after him uh, before uh, the game today. I think this year they were ready to move past him. Well, maybe, but, I mean, he's still a pretty damn good quarterback. I mean, uh, oh, he is. Yeah, nothing against him, but, again, you look at the team's record. They're not going to win. Uh, maybe you want to make some changes. What uh, The new owner now for, what, the uh, – a year or so, right? Uh, and Pete Carroll's running the show, and how long does he got left? Maybe it is time to make a few okay. changes. Let's do this. Yeah. D- during the top of the hour, let's have a little homework assignment. Okay. Let's take three quarterbacks. Let's take Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Baker Mayfield. Those three guys. D- Deshaun, who, again, Deshaun's not going to play this year, but he'll be talked about in the offseason. Russell Wilson, and Baker Mayfield. We'll hold off on Aaron Rodgers because we have to have something to talk about in June and July when the football season (laughs) is over. Um, But, no, seriously, take those three, Arnie, and think about where they would excel. Put them in a better – in other words, if they're moving on from where they are, and at least one of them are, and you can't put all of them on the Dolphins, okay? Okay. You can't have three quarterbacks – Put them all in a place where you think that they help take a team to another level. Now, there'll be dominoes that fall out of that. So then we can say, and so-and-so could go here. But since, you know, we've been all in on week 10, we've been breaking it down. The questions are all over the place about quarterbacks. So let's just do a little homework and dive into it to kick off hour number two. Plus, Todd Furman coming up next hour. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. Your tweets as well on a busy Fox football Sunday. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Hour two already, let's go. Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. Um, I haven't quite washed the Sunday night football disaster that was the Raiders' performance. Yes. This this might have been the worst sports weekend I've ever had. I was just, I mean, the worst. I, I how do you handle those, Arnie? I have, I have you're three used wins. To this. Dolphins back to back wins. I know. And my, and my Arizona Wildcats won last week, breaking that uh, losing streak. I know, streak. but. Well, they lost again this weekend. Yeah, but it was a close game. It was close, so that makes you feel better. Exactly. How do you handle it? Because I'm not used to this. I'm used to it with the NFL, but not with college. I mean, what do it, you do? In the 11 years we've been doing this show, I'm trying to remember if I've had any my any of my teams do like really, really good win the whole thing. And I know the Knicks never won. My Wildcats still have not won a Pac-12. Um, my Dolphins did not win a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it's tough. Every year I think that something's going to happen and it just crushes me. This year I didn't even get a chance to get in the football season before the Giants and the Dolphins stunk, you know? Oh, no, you're you're absolutely right. You Sorry. were, what, 3-0? and oh, At least you had something to go uh, root for. I'm, see, here's what sucks. I, let's have a moment here before we get into this quarterback controversy. Yeah. I still think they're going to the playoffs. I'm talking about the Vegas Raiders right now. Oh, they're right up there, of course. That's how – no – that's how much of an idiot I am. That's how much of a dummy I am. I mean, D- Danny G, how could anyone believe that team we just watched tonight is going to the playoffs? What is wrong with me? If I had a hard liquor drink right now, I would slam it for the rest of this uh, show. Uh, just terrible. Danny and I can't talk about this on the air because we cuss too much. That's part of the problem. We're very- I was listening to you guys uh, <laughs> in the feedback, and I love it because you, you guys are so bent out of shape about your Raiders. I love it. Well, the difference this season had been Crazy. that the defensive line was actually getting to the other team's quarterback, and I don't know if Mahomes was even touched. No, he uh, wasn't. I was praising Gus Bradley a few hours ago, but – that defensive effort was just garbage. Was, was there ever a more is like karma moment, is karmatic moment a, a word than when here's a guy in Deshaun Jackson who has complained and grinched and moaned and wanted to go somewhere where he could get the football and he gets to Vegas and he gets the football and what does he do on his first catch, Arnie? He fumbles, fumbles. the football, fumbles it away. You know, 
by the way, since we've talked so much about the Raiders, and I, I hate to do so this much. to you, can you can you give me sixty seconds or less on what you think about the John Gruden uh, lawsuit or what? Yeah, no, I, I I talked to Daniel Lust, our buddy at Sports Law Lust, oh, the other right. night, yeah. yeah, and he thinks that this could end up pushing or causing the NFL to have to open up the the emails more, and you know, Gruden Gruden's loaded. Right. So, I mean, this isn't really necessarily a money play for him. Some think it's like a revenge play. So, I I, I mean, listen, he needed to be fired. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not stumping for John Gruden's job or anything of that nature. He shouldn't probably coach again. He, he, he got what he needed to get. But it is odd, isn't it, Arnie, where it seems like he was targeted, that he's the only one, yes. and you're telling me in all of this that we had a – play-by-play guy essentially get fired. You had an owner who was, you know, suspended, I guess, and then John Gruden got fired? I mean, it, it just doesn't seem to to make a lot of sense. So I think he can win. And the NFL oh. has two big lawsuits going on, Arnie, because the city of St. Louis is fighting like crazy uh, because they felt like they were wrong when the Rams left, and now you got John Gruden breathing down your neck too. Well, I, this is what I would do. First of all, I would. If, it's never going to see the light. It's never going to go ahead and make it to to, to court. It's yeah, never probably make not. Make it that no. far because if I'm John Gruden, I'm saying um, we have 32 owners. Each of you is going to cough over five million dollars to me. And if you don't cough over five million dollars to me, um, each of you combined. So what is that? A hundred and. Uh, 60 million or whatever it is, I will take it to court. I I will take it to court. We'll open up all those emails and we'll uncover the dirty truth. Look, I don't think Gruden's ever going to get his name back. And yeah, there's a lot of money on the table, even though he is rich, there's a lot more to get out there. And sure, I think he wants to take people down. He's probably saying to himself, why me and not everybody else? So either we're going to open up all those emails and go to court, or you're going to cough over $5 million per owner. Hell, he's lucky he doesn't go for it. And if you don't do it, quickly i'm going to take 10 million from each of you guys so you better think about it real well i i don't think that he needs to include the raiders in that because he and the raiders came that settlement so 31 times five would equal what like 155 million dollars yeah not bad not bad at all and and if they don't settle it then you know what then we'll go to court or i'll just raise my money to 300 million you're going to pay him because there's no way it's going to make it that far it can't make it that far the nfl can't take any chances of what do you think's in those 650,000 emails that we didn't get to see what names you think colin kaepernick's name has been brought up a few times in those emails no way the nfl is going to have those things released and John Gruden can make him do it. So they're going to have to pay him off big time, and they're going to have to keep it confidential, too. All right, too much Raiders talk. Yeah, too much. I'm sorry, too much. I'm so angry. I'm so mad right now. We had to get that in. Do you remember how fun it was when they were the top team in the AFC, and now they've been Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Danny. Two weeks ago. Uh, Hey, the good news is we can punt with 12 minutes. 12 minutes You're only down by 30. Down 30. Let's punt the ball on fourth and five. Lean on the defense that's been so effective. Some dude with a mullet and a mustache named Townsend throw a dart at as a fake punt. Uh, at Shady Sean four twenty uh, four twenty obviously means uh, he's very excited. Hit us up with some good Titans info because I think if there's one thing that is obvious around these here parts is that the Titans are look like a pretty good defense football team. Sean writes, my eight and two Titans have one. The longest active winning streak in the NFL at six, with five straight coming against 2020 playoff teams. Two, the best record in the league. Three, the toughest schedule so far. And four, 
the most injuries of any teams. That's pretty impressive. And he added, the Titans' defense can't win games. Wrong. Can't win without Henry. Wrong. Tannehill can't be the guy. Wrong. Defense won't improve. Wrong. Not the best AFC Wrong. Uh, team. Wrong. Too many injuries to win. Wrong. Keep those takes coming. Hashtag tighten up. You know what's so funny is uh, the Titans are the best team in the AFC right now. But if the Chiefs are playing the Titans in the AFC Championship and the Chiefs look like they did today, I'd be taking the Chiefs over the Titans. Well, the Titans just beat the snot out of the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I mean, come on. But the Chiefs were not the Chiefs back a couple weeks ago. Today, they were the Chiefs. You told me they were done like two weeks ago. Well, that was two weeks ago. (laughs) The show's today now. They're not back after you saw them or what? Okay, I've decided. You're harder to figure out than the NFL. The NFL (laughs) is harder to figure out. You're harder to figure out. All right, the the tweets are great. I got a couple more that I wanted to get to like this. Uh, Mr. Nobody writes, I've been a Raider fan since the 90s, but sometimes I wonder if the Cowboys bandwagon is full because for all of Jerry's meddling, he's got a team that's fun to watch and could make a deep run if McCarthy doesn't get in the way. Wow. He's right. You're you're not wrong, Mr. Nobody. You're not wrong at all. Um, Now, I... I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I am unfortunately committed to this pain for the rest of my life, but that's a fun team to get behind right now, Arnie. I mean, they're, they're offensive line. And, and it's wild because you look back at last week, you're like, what the hell was that? But right. I thought both the Cowboys and the Bills ride the ship well today, but they run the ball well. They've got fun receivers. CeeDee Lamb is a, is, is a blast. Micah Parsons is starting to look like the steal of the draft with where they got him playing middle linebacker for him. So, yeah, this – um. This Cowboys football team, Arnie, I think there's something pretty special. Yeah, it's something pretty special, and I hate to even bring this up, but I was looking, I was doing the math. They would play the Saints right now in the in the first round. Um, not a good matchup to be playing a team like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if you want to go in that direction there. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. But it's um, it, again, you know, I'll take my chances with the and if ever, health matters so much. I mean, we are at what do I say? Week ten. We got eight weeks left in this yep. season. A yep. couple more buys to get through. A lot can happen. Dudes can go down. Injuries can happen. You got to stay healthy. Look how it's affected Seattle. Look what it almost did to Green Bay. You've got to stay healthy. Look what we thought it would do to Tennessee, but look pretty good. All right, more tweets coming up. Todd Furman in a moment. Let's pay off our tees, all right? Yeah, yeah. You are of the opinion, at least for tonight's show, that based on what you saw from Baker Mayfield tonight, the Browns are done with him. And you feel like Seattle's already done with Russell Wilson. So three new homes, Baker, Russ, and Deshaun Watson. Where is their next landing spot where they can make a team better? Well, if we're going to move on that then, and that has some openings, I'd put Deshaun Watson. Well, if I was Deshaun Watson and there was an opening in Cleveland, mm. and forget about, oh, who wants to move to Cleveland? Okay. I don't want to hear the, I don't want to hear that baloney. That would be like top one or two on my list with a great defense, some great weapons out there. Um, They're still waiting to get over the hump. They've taken the next step where they're not lousy. Deshaun Watson, I, I'd really consider the Cleveland Browns if that opened up as Baker Mayfield wasn't there. The The only reason why I would – well, first of all, I think if you can get Deshaun Watson and his – legal issues or right, something right. of the of past. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's going to be a penance to pay from the NFL, though. Maybe they might say, well, he set out the entire season, so it's like he was suspended a whole season. I don't know if that could be a possibility, but just, just vamping here. I wonder if Cleveland, if they move on from Baker, I, I mean, 
I don't know. It, it just it, Sean would seem like a perfect fit. I mean, honestly, there's like 29 teams, but I'll, I'll, I'm with you. Cleveland with Deshaun Watson looks good. They're more analytic. I don't know if they'd be looking for a cheaper quarterback because he's not going to come on the cheap, right? right. You still got to pay him. So I like it on it. All right, let's put Deshaun in Cleveland. Okay, if I'm Baker Mayfield now because you've left Cleveland because they didn't want to give you the contract, I really came up with two teams. I like um, this. Now, I don't think these teams are better than Cleveland, so I don't know how um, if, if they're going to get a better record, but I thought maybe Atlanta could be a good position, a good place for him if they move on from Matt Ryan, which it certainly looks like they will. Or maybe, well, I was going to say Denver, if they're still happy with uh, you know Teddy B, I don't know, but I, I would think that that would be a good place for him also. Those, those would be my two choices. Okay, I put New Orleans down. I that's think a good that, place too. I yeah. think if Baker Mayfield – ends up as available, you know, whatever that looks like. Because at, at least as I understand Baker Mayfield's contract situation, he he is under contract for another season. So he's not an unrestricted free agent this offseason. They picked up his fifth-year option. So he's at least under contract for, for one more year. Right. But, but, you know, We've seen what it looks like with Trevor Simeon at New Orleans. It's obvious Taysom Hill isn't the guy. Jameis Winston's hurt. They need someone. And I just I think he'd be a great fit. And by the way, I'm kind of with you on Deshaun Watson. I'd put the Dolphins there too, Arnie. Just I know yeah, you don't want yeah. him there, but it seems like that's going to be inevitable. All right, wh- where is Russ going to cook next? Uh, this was an easy one. Um, really? I, yeah, I just put him in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, again, I think he would make that team better. Get him over the hump. I mean, what a great quarterback he is. He's certainly an upgrade from Carr. Wouldn't you think they've got some good receivers? I think Las Vegas would be a great spot for him. I saw a a really interesting note tonight from Jerry McDonald. And Jerry's covered the Raiders for a really long time. And I I thought the point that he brought up was pretty much the way that I'm thinking too. Um, But Jerry McDonald said, Mark Davis hates being embarrassed. Non-competitive games drive him crazy. Right. He really liked Tony Sperano, may he rest in peace, but couldn't get past a 52-0 loss to the Rams. In its own way, tonight's loss to KC was even worse. I'll add this, you can't rebuild in Vegas. You just can't. You can't say, oh, because look, people are going to come take over your stadium. Right. It's right. just you have to get an attraction. Russell Wilson's an attraction, Arnie. Absolutely, and I think he'd work out good in Las Vegas. And wasn't that one of the teams he would he put down on his list also? So I think yeah. It's a some people said it was because of John Gruden and he oh, liked okay, his offense, okay, yeah. but 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 again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and tell you no. So there you go. We found future homes for everyone that Arnie is trying to get traded here, and then tonight. that opens up spots for Carr and uh, um, you know I guess Ryan if he wants to stick around. Matt Tannehill. Tannehill. Well, no, we didn't. Why did I say Tannehill? I'm sorry. Two and second below. I'm trying to get Tannehill out of. Tennessee, too. It would open up a lot of doors. All right. Hey, when we come back, Todd Furman, speaking of Vegas, will join us from the site of that disaster that the Raiders put forth tonight. We'll bring you down here on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. And every single Sunday night, we get a chance to hang out with our buddy Todd Furman, the Bet the Board podcast. Uh, you can see his picks over at Outkick as well, too. He's money. Uh, yes, Todd, he is. He was Todd, on what, fire. Oh, yeah, he is. Todd, Todd, what the hell happened tonight? And how scary should this be for a Raiders fan in a city that does not back losers? I want winners, as Mike Singletary once famously said, how concerning is this right now for Raider fans and Vegas in general? I think it's definitely a little problematic because we wondered at what point, Chris, water would meet its level. And it was, this was a Raiders team that started the season 3-0. and You look at how they've performed just 2-4 and in their last six games. I didn't think the bottom would fall out the way it did tonight uh, at the hands of a divisional rival, a chance to really make a statement. But they look like they never had the energy to match Kansas City. The body language wasn't great. And you begin to wonder, and of course this is more speculation than anything else, what kind of physical and emotional toll everything that they've gone through so far this season and with all the off-the-field incidents have started to trickle into some of their game prep and everything else, the schedule does them no favors going forward. I mean, this is a team that won't be favored by more than a field goal in any game up until December 26th against the Denver Broncos. And if they were to lose at home against the Bengals team coming in off the bye, short week against Dallas, things could spiral out of control pretty quick for the black and silver. You know, Todd, we were just playing a game uh, rotating the quarterbacks around, um, and Russell Wilson, I said I, would, I think he'd be in Vegas if, uh, if there was an opening 
Um, and uh, and they were looking for a quarterback. I think it'd be a perfect fit out there for for somebody like him. You know, when you look at this Raiders team, I don't think Derek Carr really gets a fair shake because I don't truly believe he's been the problem with some of the things that have gone on with the Raiders. They haven't really done much to solidify the defense. We saw slight improvements, especially with their edge rushers and Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. But this offseason, they pretty much unloaded their entire offensive line, and protection's been a problem. There aren't some of the same weapons in the receiving core when you remove a Henry Ruggs. It's just Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. The ground game, not the same. Uh, I think Derek Carr really gets a raw deal that if you brought Russell Wilson in, this team wouldn't be that much better. Maybe he'd command a little bit more presence in the locker room. Uh, but that would really be about it. I think Carr is still in that second tier of NFL starting quarterback. Um, all right. Uh, let's let's get to another weird day in the NFL. I mean, I, I, I don't know how you do it, Todd. I don't know how you and the crew out in Vegas does it because every week you look at something and it seems like an automatic, right? Buffalo, Jacksonville last week, automatic. Boom. Um, this week, it just seemed automatic that Tampa would go and destroy Washington. And next thing you know, the Washington football team gets a win. I know it's frustrating, but it's also in part what makes the NFL great, right? There's no doubt about it. I think when you look at this Bucks team, their offense clearly misses all of their weapons. It's not nearly as dynamic when you have Chris Godwin that's limited, no Rob Gronkowski, no Antonio Brown, and Tom Brady never truly felt comfortable. I'm not going to say this is a Washington defense that's finally figuring it out and regaining some of the form that we saw last year, but at the same time, this was as much an indictment of Tampa defensively when Washington went on that eight-plus-minute march to close out the game, converting third and shorts over and over again. If you're a championship-caliber defense, you have to get a stop, get the ball back to Tom Brady, and at least give the offense a chance. I don't think it's any reason to panic by, by any stretch of the imagination in regards to the Bucks. A modest two-game losing streak, which will give them plenty to go back to the drawing board work on before we see them in prime time as a double-digit favorite against the New York Giants on Monday. Todd, I saw that you crushed it on your picks. You only got two wrong or something like that. I'm wondering, were the pros and the Joes on the same side? I bet you... I bet you the books got clobbered in that Cowboy game. Everybody was taking the Cowboys, weren't they? You know, this was an interesting game because when you look at where the number opened, Arnie, the Cowboys were a 9.5-point favorite. You actually did see some professional money come in on the underdog, driving it down to 7.5. I even saw some sharper bettors take Atlanta on the money line, thinking that the Falcons had turned the corner. Uh, I was of a little bit of a different mindset, thought this could be a bounce-back performance, but didn't have an investment on the Cowboys. I apparently don't get NFL winners that cover by 30-plus points <laughs> more, more often than not. Uh, but Dallas reminded us how difficult this offense is to defend when they start getting a chance to roll downhill and it almost looked personal for Dallas's defensive coordinator going up against his old team as the Cowboys really didn't give the Falcons an inch of breathing room we'll see if Atlanta can rebound in a short week when they'll welcome in the Patriots as a you know five and a half point home underdog I know we had some big numbers like the Chiefs putting up 41 the Eagles put up 30 34 for the Panthers today 45 for the Bills I mean Patriots 45 but we it, it seemed like do we have a big day for the unders today too uh, I won't say a big day. Uh, I mean, when you go down the board, you definitely had uh, a few more unders come home to roost. But when it comes to the sports books, it's all about the marquee games coming in under the total. Gotcha. So when you have a Sunday night football game that goes over, it doesn't put them in a great position. The Seattle Green Bay game, probably the single best total of the day, as you had betters thinking, hey, look, we have two first ballot Hall of Famers that are going to be out there. We think there'll be points of plenty between the Seahawks and Packers. And of course, 3 nothing turned into 17 nothing. Uh, but no doubt, if you bet the unders blindly across the board, you had a profitable day, especially if you got the best of the number in some of these games before we started to see a little bit of injury steam take hold. What kind of money line did I get on the uh, Washington football team? What, like four to one, five to one? 
Uh, it was a pretty healthy price. I figured, Arnie, you would have texted me earlier and telling me you wanted to parlay Carolina on the money line at a price of plus 270 or better, paired up with the Washington football team at plus 350, plus 360, and you'd wow. been in great shape just in time to try and run it all back on the Arizona Wildcats in the Territorial oh. Cup in two weeks. That's not, but I get only plus 350 on Washington? That's not enough. I need more than that. You have to give me like four or five to one. I, that's not very good odds there. That's typically what you'll get for an underdog in the National Football League that's catching nine and a half points. Uh, very formulaic in terms of uh, what money lines correlate to point spreads. Now, I will say the Carolina game a little bit different. You could have grabbed four to one if you bet it late last night before the news started to leak out that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were going to be shelved. That money line closed in the plus 250 range, mm. and you probably won't find an easier money line to cash than what you were able to do with Carolina this week and, of course, the Broncos last week. Hey, Todd, he's starting to uh, believe a little bit more in the Titans. I thought that they'd be in big trouble after Derrick Henry went down, but they continually beat good teams. I mean, their only two losses, well, one of them came to the Jets. The other came in the first week of the season. What, what do you make of what uh, Mike Vrabel's got going on? I mean, the schedule is extremely favorable going forward. Uh, they'll be double-digit favorites next weekend against the Texans. They have a big game in a couple of weeks against the Patriots. It should be a fun watch. And then, you know, only one real tricky spot, theoretically, on the road against the Steelers, unless the 49ers can turn it all around. It's hard for me to properly assess how good the Titans are, because despite their 8-2 and two record, they've still been outgained on the season. And from a net yards per play standpoint, it doesn't suggest that they're anything but a team that should be one game under 500. So, eventually, the numbers do catch up to you, and I think it could happen as soon as next week when it comes to covering point spreads. Now, will they start losing these games? I'm not quite sure, just because I don't think the schedule is difficult enough. But to their credit, the defense rose up, made stops when they needed to, and they got just enough from the cavalcade of characters that are carrying the football to try and give them a balanced attack today. Todd, let me, let me give you a little bit of an uh, inside tip here, my friend. Uh, my Dolphins have won two in a row. They will win the next four in a row, and they'll probably only lose one game the rest of the year. So, uh, if you just keep doubling your money, you could uh, be in for a pretty big uh, payday for sure. You, you know, I had to pull up their schedule real quick. Uh, honestly, Arnie, maybe it's not as outlandish it as a prediction it's as, yeah. as you claim to be. I mean, yeah. when you look at the schedule, they get the Jets twice to book in that four-game stretch and home That's dates right. against the Panthers and Giants. I think you should set your sights a little bit more modestly, maybe at 3-1, and one, but it would be fascinating if they were able to rattle off four games, yeah. kind of building on the wins against the Texans and Ravens, and suddenly you're talking about a Dolphins team at 7-7 seven and seven with a finishing kick against the Saints, Titans, and Patriots to close it all out. You like right. the way that fed everyone. I told you, the inside tip there, Todd. There you go. Inside tip. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, Todd, this is not a uh, college football show anymore or ever again, but uh, <laughs> this is potentially a big weekend. I mean, I, I, I think with Ohio State and Michigan State, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. I think one of those teams is out of the playoff race. We saw Texas A&M get eliminated on Saturday night. Probably Oklahoma get eliminated on Saturday afternoon, too. I mean, we're getting down to, to the fun time whenever it comes to the playoffs. Which, which way are you leaning right now in Ohio State, Michigan State? How are you feeling about that matchup? I think this game goes flying over the total, and I think Michigan State defense is in for a long, long afternoon at the horseshoe. When you look at their secondary giving up a Big Ten worse, more than 300 yards per game, when you have Ohio State's cast of characters, when you look at the Chris Olaves, the Garrett Wilsons, and I'm going to butcher the other kid's name, so I'm not even going to throw it out there, but (laughs) when you have three viable NFL caliber talents uh, against this secondary, I think the Spartans will have their hands full. 
the key for them will be shortening the game a little bit, establishing Kenneth Walker against this Ohio State defensive front. But no reason for me to believe Michigan State will be that much more competitive against Ohio State than what we saw from Purdue this past weekend where the Boilermakers were absolutely buried 59-31. to 31. Wow. I'm taking the 19. I'm taking the 19, Todd. Of course you are. Um, all right. Hey, Todd Furman, <laughs> you're the man. Go check out the Bet the Board podcast. Search for it however you consume podcasts. We'll talk to you next Sunday night. Thanks, Todd. You got it, gentlemen. Have a great week. I'm yep. so excited. Listen, we're not talking college football ever again, but I am excited about next week's slate, and I'm excited to see what the playoff committee does you're not to trigger me week. on Saturday night. Oh, of course I am. I, no, it's college football. It's final home game. I know that, you but only you're going to be upset. These. Yeah, but you're playing Iowa State. Right, and Arnie, listen, you picking against Oklahoma, it, yeah. it happens every single time. Eventually, you shoot a gun in the air enough times, you're going to hit a duck. So congratulations, you got one finally. You picked I'll, against I'll them pick all year. I'll pick Iowa State this weekend, too. Of course. I, you act like that's some sort of bombastic statement. You do it every <laughs> single week. So I'm not as Nate Kansas. <laughs> yeah, well, if you had Kansas this week, and you would have really been in. Oh, good that shape. was great! Was that unbelievable? Oh, that was great. Yeah, that I got to awesome. play the final call for you. It's fantastic. Oh, we'll do that awesome. a little bit later on. But right yeah. now, Steve DeSager to bring some sense to this program and get us caught up on. Well, everything's a final now, right, Steve? You betcha. And referencing Ohio State receiver, he did Jackson Smith. And Jigba with a thousand yards receiving. That's right. And that's going to be, by the way, noon Eastern time with the Ohio State home game against Michigan State, each ranked in the top 10. And the Saturday night TV game is number three, Oregon, at number 24, Utah, by the way. Oregon is going to destroy them. You know, they both have, like most teams in the country, their uh, faults, shall we say, kind of like most NFL teams. But Utah, you kind of look at some of these games and. Dog, if they didn't win again, what is going on here? It's kind of like San Diego State's season. Uh, And by the way, Utah lost in triple overtime at San Diego State uh, first month of the season and had lost at BYU early in the season. But since those two early losses, they are six and one. So it could be a Utah-Oregon conference final once we get to that by the way nfl kansas city won at las vegas tonight 41 14 patrick mahomes five touchdown passes 406 yards the chiefs the last three games had been averaging 12 points per game this was a 17 14 lead in the third quarter then the last four drives for vegas fumble interception punts and a turnover on downs wow minnesota won it was not good it was not this is a team that started three and oh this year they beat baltimore then pittsburgh and miami and since then, uh, two and four. Wow. Minnesota beat the Chargers in L.A. 27-20. to Justin Jefferson showing his greatness again. Nine receptions, 143 yards. This guy's had a year and a half in the league. Most 100-yard receiving games last year and this year combined. Justin Jefferson with 10. Devontae Adams, 10 for Green Bay. Those are your leaders. He's been incredible. Nice. And the defense for, I mean, just in the first half of the season... Minnesota's defense, 27 sacks. They were held to two sacks today that tied their season low. The Chargers had two early sacks, which was news because Minnesota's offensive line has been so good in front of Kirk Cousins. Look at Cousins' stats this year. They're very impressive. Minnesota had only allowed 10 sacks all year, the first eight games, number one in the NFL. And now the Chargers have lost three straight head-to-head against Minnesota these last few years, one in Minnesota, one at the soccer stadium in L.A., and one at the New 
Stadium in L.A. today. I will say for the Chargers, Keenan Allen was good again. He's had three career games against the Vikings, these three losses I mentioned. Good in all three of them. Eight catches, 98 yards. He's over 8,000 career receiving yards. And he nearly had yet another 100-yard game. But only two other Charger wide receivers ever have gotten up to 8,000 career receiving yards. Lance Allworth and Charlie Joyner. So he's having a pretty fine career. Wow. And it's hardly over. Philadelphia was up 20-13 to 13 late third quarter at Denver. And then Darius Slay with an 83-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater saying with his actions, I'm not here to tackle. And Philadelphia <laughs> wins the game 30-13. to So the Eagles on the road 4-2. and two. Carolina had Cam Newton off the bench getting a touchdown run and a touchdown pass in a 34-10 win at Arizona. Those two scores on his first two plays off the bench, two yards each. Next Sunday, Carolina against Washington, against Ron Rivera. By the way, Carolina is paying three quarterbacks next year because if they bring back Newton, I mean, already Sam Darnold is signed for next year. I, they're already paying this year Teddy Bridgewater not to be with Carolina. So it's Jeez. just, how to know, however they work that out, it seems to always work Sam's out in the go. NFL. But, Sam's got to go. Well, that's not easy because they already picked up the option. So standing by to see him work out that mess. But they did have McCaffrey back, and they did get a win today. I mean, the real McCaffrey. I mean, the, the numbers like the old days were there. Green Bay shut out Seattle 17-0. Dallas 43-3 over Atlanta. Tennessee won its sixth straight game 23-21 against New Orleans as the Saints threw incomplete on a late two-point try. Washington beat Tampa Bay 29-19. Tom Brady, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Detroit tied after overtime at Pittsburgh 16 all Wins for New England, Buffalo, and Indianapolis. Colts led 17-0 in the first quarter against Jacksonville. That included a touchdown on a block punt return, 23-17 the final. The University of Washington fired coach Jimmy Lake. Auburn quarterback Bo Nix will have ankle surgery, so it seems obvious he will miss the the Alabama game in a couple weeks. The late NBA game to Chicago, beating the Clippers in a battle of eight and four teams, 100 to 90. Bulls, LA native DeMar DeRozan at 33 points in victory. Back to you. Mm. Thanks, Steve. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Bobo running the show. Danny G uh, hooking us up with two great guests tonight Peter Bukowski and Todd Furman. And of course, DeSager on updates. Go ahead. I was going to say, can I do my imitation? You know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to get. I'm predicting what's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Rob Parker is going to come on the air and go. I told you, Tom Brady's the luckiest. He's the low, the luckiest of all time. He needs to retire. He's too old. Do you like that or no? That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Out of breath when you do somebody. I know. Imitation. Every imitation, it sounds like he's struggling to get to the end of it, Bobo. But when he gets there, it's like, okay, not bad, not bad. We'll we'll take that. You, you. So you're you're saying on the Odd Couple here on Fox Sports Radio? Yes. There's a really good chance that uh, Tom Brady is going to take a beating tomorrow. (laughs) I would think so. I, of course, I wouldn't do that quite just yet. After I mean, they're still six and three, even though they're in a four seed. But um, he just uh, just didn't have it going today. I don't on. know what happened. You, know? <laughs> you said Go you ahead. wouldn't you wouldn't do what you wouldn't throw Brady under the bus, which you Not basically yet, yeah. did you his whole Patriots every career. every yeah, but what he was athletic, on the Patriots, no, not, not on. on Tampa. Hold every on. person in a, in a tour had one bad game. He was ready to send him away, but Brady. Who yeah. you bashed for years. For years. Years before I even knew you. <laughs> it's okay because he had one bad game. He's going to come back. 
Yeah, I've cha- you know I've done a about face on Brady ever since he left the Patriots. You do a about so. face on everything See, and oh, everybody. That is not true. You, 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 you like let Mike get to you. See, I feel like you do. I think he's right. Oh. I absolutely do. Um, listen, I I will say this, Arnie. Do you change your mind a lot on people? Yes. Do you forget that you've changed your mind on people? Yes. The Carl Tom Brady H. one. It's, it must be all the Tom Brady one is still the most shocking to me. I mean, you literally, we fought and fought and fought and you were, he's old, he's got to go. And then all of a sudden you're like, he's the greatest thing ever. I, mean, I love him now. Get him. I love him. You're going to be, by the way, speaking of Brady real quick, yeah. tough loss today. We'll, we'll hear from Tom Brady coming up after the top of the hour. Do we really need another documentary on Tom Brady ESPN plus? <laughs> What are we doing? I mean, what more can we possibly know about Tom Brady that we don't already know? He did his own right, Facebook exactly. documentary. He did it with his own people who were in his house. Um, he's got a radio show that he does. He's always done radio interviews. There was a documentary that was put together about him being drafted and where he was drafted by the NFL. What more do we need to know about Tom Brady that we don't already know? I'm not being he, serious. Well, he's the most interesting guy in football. Right? Sure. Like the most interesting guy in the world. He's the most interesting guy in football. So They're, they're trying to make us enough. hate him again. They're trying to make us hate him again. I think that's what's going on here. All right, a couple of quick tweets, and we'll grab a break, and Sager will be in here. Um, <laughs> only Bill Belichick, Bill writes, would game plan to wipe you out on the field, then wipe his nose with his right hand before shaking Kevin Stefanski's hand afterwards. <laughs> I didn't see that. Did I you see, see that? that? No, no. <laughs> Good catch on your part. Part, Bill. Oh, I mean, listen, maybe it's a little bit cold. So Had to make sure that the uh, sinuses were rolling. Uh, let's see your Pac-12 football guru. I think we're friends now. Writes Aaron Rodgers to his detractors. How do you like me now? Do you see he's also doing all of his uh, press conferences now via Zoom for the rest of the season? So oh, no, I didn't know that. he was going to do it for the rest of the season. I yep. didn't know that was going to happen. You know, which, which again is, is weird to me because he's had it. So once you have it, I think it's like, I don't know, listen, I don't know what the NFL protocols are, but I think it's like 10 weeks whenever you don't have to test or you don't, they don't, they don't right, worry about the, you having Yeah, until after the Super Bowl, I think. But well, okay, whatever. Close, yeah. um, Arnie, the win of the year is the Lions over the Steelers. What a disgusting team the Steelers are. It wasn't even a win, Victor. I mean, come on. And their backup quarterback was playing. So how does Mason Rudolph still, I don't know, exist in the league? Haven't we seen this every single time Big Ben gets hurt? And listen. He's the heir apparent. He's the heir apparent for how many years is the guy? If Mason, and again, I know what this would come across because I'm an Oklahoma guy. He's an Oklahoma State guy. If he's your heir apparent, go ahead and just shut it down now. Just just (laughs) shut it down now. Uh, But yeah, that was... You know a game is bad when red zone never goes to it, right? That's when you know a game is bad. When you realize, like, are the Steelers playing today? And then you got to look it up. It's like, oh, damn, they're playing the Lions. Tie game. A tie game in the National Football League. Uh, And this is really good from Johnny B. Good to wrap it up. He writes, the Raiders are like Sizzler during the 80s. You get all excited to eat there, and then afterwards you feel nausea and disappointed. Uh, That's me every time I'm in a fast food line. I'm so excited. I eat my fast food. I eat it. I'm like, what did I just do? I I love the Sizzler. I feel disappointment. Double Malibu chicken. No, I love the Sizzler. I have to disagree with that. Double Malibu chicken. Yeah, I don't get the steak. I go with the double Malibu chicken. (sighs) Well, it was a very... Interesting day in the National Football League. 
and a lot of injuries to get caught up. Steve DeSager has the latest next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. I love double chicken. I love the scissor. Double Malibu chicken. I like your order ready to go at Sizzler. That makes my day. I know. I've eaten there a bunch of times. Love it. I don't understand why it's a problem. Do you have? I don't think we have them. No, we don't have one out here. We have nothing Uh, out here in Vermont. (laughs) Steve DeSager joins us as Artie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. Ben and Jerry's. You got Ben and Jerry's. Yes, we do. We have Ben and Jerry's. We only have like five fast food restaurants here. So I I knew whatever the menu item was, it would be a double. Exactly. Exactly. Good call, Steve. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Take it away. 
away. Steve? Well, a lot to get to with the injuries. It was referenced early in the show. Green Bay running back Aaron Jones left the game against Seattle with the knee injury. NFL Network saying it's believed to be a sprained MCL. He'll mm. have an MRI. By the way, Seattle's DK Metcalf was kicked out late in that game. Yes. Yeah, Colt that. McCoy was the starting quarterback for Arizona. Again, suffered a pectoral injury. Already it was the regular starter, Kyler Murray, out again, as was wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. So Arizona's offense had 12 drives, 11 first downs as they got blown out at home by Carolina. I think it's like 20 teams have used multiple quarterbacks now. Because the, the quarterbacks can't stay healthy. Oh, 20 of the 32, you're saying? Yeah, yeah 20 in of the, the same 32. game. Yeah, 20 of the 32, so it's crazy. And of course, that was well planned by Carolina. PJ Walker did start, went 22 of 29 passing. I mean, not much yards, you know, one fumble, one interception, but it was Cam Newton off the bench, of course. All the headlines, his first two plays off the bench, two yards each, touchdown run, touchdown pass. And we mentioned Carolina against Ron Rivera and Washington next Sunday. Sadly, the injury coming from Washington, likely. Defensive end Chase oh, Young, Chase the Young. knee injury today oh, against Tampa Bay. The other injuries, of course, Baker second half exit with the knee injury in the Cleveland loss. Also, Titans linebacker Bud Dupree with an abdominal injury. In that Tampa Bay game, by the way, veteran corner Richard Sherman never played. He was ruled out with a calf injury before kickoff and had what? not been on the injury report going into this. Did he get hurt in warm-ups? Uh, yeah, good question. I'm waiting for the story there. Uh, yeah, strained calf in warm-ups, so no kickoff even for the guy uh, in this game. That's when you know you're getting old. No offense, but <laughs> wow. didn't even make it to kickoff. That's a true point. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Dallas wide receiver, a bruised arm. Also, there was a missing running back for New Orleans, of course, Alvin Kamara, and then Ty Montgomery with a finger finger injury left. For Pittsburgh, in what wound up a long game, linebacker T.J. Watt left in the third quarter with hip and knee injuries. As for the actual on-the-field stuff in that game, it was Pittsburgh 16, Detroit 16, the final after overtime. So the Steelers are a half game behind the first-place Ravens. After what went on Thursday night, Ravens are still first in the AFC North. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger did not play. That was the big COVID news yesterday. Pittsburgh with three turnovers. Detroit had 10 punts in the game and did not lose. This is not... Charleston Southern, an NFL team <laughs> with people being paid, punted 10 times in one game. Unbelievable. Lions 0-8-1 now on the season. But this is the news. is Austin Cyber today under the radar going on injury reserve. So who's here today? Ryan Santoso. Oh, he was hard. He missed an extra point early yep. third quarter. They never would have gone to overtime otherwise. And then in the OT, he missed a 48-yard field goal attempt. So yeah, the regular kicker was missed. DeAndre Swift, they were missing a running back with William out with Swift at 33 carries, 130 yards. For Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, 105 yards rushing. As for the Tampa Bay loss, uh, Devin White, linebacker, 18 tackles in what? the game, including wow. a couple of sacks. But the Bucks have lost two in a row. They lost at Washington 29-19, 6-3 record for the Bucks. Their next three games against the Giants at Indy at Atlanta. Oh, Washington, take. the uh, attendance was only 52,000 in D.C., by the way. But Washington was up 13-0 second quarter. Joey Sly, three field goals in the staff. And then in the second half, Antonio Gibson, two one-yard TDs. The Atlanta loss was 43-3 at Dallas. Ezekiel Elliott will get headlines for two touchdowns. They're two short runs 
for the game. 14 carries, just 41 yards, and one fumble. As for Adrian Peterson, yes, he's still in the league. Yes, yeah. Tennessee did sign him, and they're using everybody in the backfield. Tennessee's won six in a It's getting talked about, but eight carries, 20 yards for him. Ryan Tannehill, a short touchdown pass, short touchdown run, 23-21 over the Saints. Saints are still one game behind Tampa Bay in the NFC South, unable to catch up. They each lose on the road. It was Trevor Simeon starting for New Orleans, nearly 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked four times. And they threw the incompletion on the late two-point try and lost by two on the road. The Saints on the previous drive had settled for a short field goal. They had first and goal at the four. So to say this was a winnable game, that's an understatement. But the Titans are 8-2. and That's best in the AFC. They're very impressive. Thanks to Sager. All Thanks, right. Sager. When we come back, a little buy or sell. We still have to figure out whose season came to an end tonight. Spoiler alert, the Raiders. And who <laughs> saved their collective season. We'll dive into it, plus your incredible tweets next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. One hour to go on Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Final hour, Stephen Genius. Let's go. Quick show. Quick show. It has been a quick show. I'm not going to disagree with you on that front. Uh, The first hour seemed to drag. 
It was a drag. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I mean, I have no idea what happened to the Raiders, but whatever it was, please don't happen again. We got highlights, post-game reaction. Your tweets, guys, have been great tonight. We'll get to them coming up here in just a bit. But you, you would kind of joked about what you expect the odd couple and, and our man Rob yeah. Parker to be all over tomorrow. Do you actually see there's a little Tom Brady controversy from tonight? No, no. What was the controversy? Sharon hit us up on Twitter and writes, Brady is so immature. Rookie quarterbacks don't act like this. Many times when he loses, like this, he won't shake the winner's hand. But I haven't heard whether he did this time. He keeps giving me reasons for really disliking him. He ended his press availability after a minute. Really? Yeah. He basically answered four questions, and then he walked off. <laughs> did he shake hands with uh, I, I, I don't know. Or no? I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm sure he did. I mean, come on. But uh, according to The Athletic, Brady was trying to bounce out of his press conference after one minute and ten seconds. The Tampa Bay Times noted that Brady answered about three more questions before exiting. So, um, uh, well, Greg he was Allman, crabby, huh? Greg Allman tweeted, second loss in a row when he's had little to say after a disappointing loss. That included his own mistakes. I told you he's the luckiest of all time. He's not, he shouldn't be out there anymore. He's got to retire. <laughs> Here, here's, here's part of his one minute and 10, and 10 second post game presser. Doesn't matter who you play if we, you know, have a bunch of self-inflicted errors too. I mean, we got to eliminate those and see, you know, see if we can go out and execute the plays that are there. And then that was it. And then he bounced. He's like, is that, right, is thanks, that guys. The, is that the part that he doesn't really believe what he's saying? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Cause Good. you know, he said that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, wow. Okay. Listen, I, I, I get it. There is nothing that sucks worse. Right? Cause I had to do, I mean, I had to do it Saturday, Arnie. I had to interview guys after a loss in the locker room. It sucks, but yeah. it's part of the job. And you know it's part of the job. I mean, Tom Brady's lost a lot of games. I mean, not a ton, but he's lost a lot of games in his career. Right. So I don't know if he's mad about it being Washington and they're not a very good football team or what, but all right. By the I way, guess- I, did have, I did have a serious little problem with your Oklahoma Sooners, and I'll say what I had the problem with because I don't think you could comment on this, so I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't think I would have put Rattler back in the game. Didn't he already officially announce that he was going to transfer anyway? So um, I don't think I would have put him back in um, or put him uh, you know, into a game the rest of the year. I would have just gone with Williams just because the fact that he wasn't going to come back, but. You know, it is what it is. He hasn't made any announcement yet. Uh, College football doesn't exist to me, so I don't know what sport you're talking (laughs) about right now. Uh, The only thing I know that happened in college football last night, Arnie, took place in Austin, Texas. So I don't know what you're talking about. Now they motion Casey over. Daniels in the gun. He looks right. He's flushed out of the pocket to the right. Throwing on the run. It's caught. It's caught. And Kansas will win. Holy cow. Garrett Casey with the play of his life. And the Jayhawks take down Texas. From Plainville, Kansas to Austin, Texas. That's all I know about college football right now, Arnie. That was great. That was awesome, man. You know, they had a big lead early, and they let it slip away, and then I thought they weren't going to win, and then they fight back. That was was just a great win by Kansas. Makes me feel better about playing them tight in Lawrence. All right, uh, let's get it. (laughs) It really doesn't at all. I'm totally joking. It it makes me feel worse. All right, let me hit a couple of your tweets, and uh, then we'll hit a little buy or sell, and then tons of post-game audio, and then Arnie's picks, and I'll go to bed. 
um, I, I like this. This is from Politically Petty GW, which is, I, okay. Please drug test Arnie because he has to be on drugs if he believes Seattle fans want to get rid of Russell bleeping Wilson. Yeah, Arnie, get rid of a superstar and Super Bowl winning quarterback for Case Keenum or maybe Baker Mayfield. You should be fired before the break. But wait, there's he more. Was, he wasn't done. No. Oh, my God. Go ahead and drug test Plank, too. Which, by the way, the unfortunate thing is, if you drug tested me now, I would pass it. That's the unfortunate part of it, politically petty, GW. <laughs> if he thinks Baker Mayfield is better than Jameis Winston, if anything, it's a push, and even that's debatable because Winston is better. All right, first of all, you contradicted yourself, so my, my, my head's exploding because you're like, oh, it's great. How dare you? Blah, blah. Well, it's a push. Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. Hey, man, I totally agree with you there 100% on that one. Period. Um, does Jameis maybe have more natural and physical ability? You bet. But Baker's the more accurate passer with, wait for it, the better arm. Period. So, and I'll tell you what right now. Sean Payton would trade Jameis Winston. What, what's the old saying? Every day and twice on Sunday or something of that nature. Right. Uh, every day and twice on Sunday to have a shot to have Baker Mayfield run well, his offense. Well, I was wrong then about Taysom Hill. I thought this Go guy ahead. had a chance to be a quarterback. I tried to tell you. Yeah, I liked him a lot. You know what you I mean? still do. He's going to come in a game in a couple of weeks, and he's going to go like six for eight for 70 yards and run for a touchdown, and you're going to come in here on a Sunday I night told and say, you. told you. I told you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, by the way, Bo Benson, who has helped us out here on Fox Sports Radio quite a bit, sent in a little salvo at you that writes, I assume there was a point today where Arnie referred to them as my Raiders. Please tell me you didn't do that, Arnie. Please. I might have done that last week. I don't remember. That might have made a yeah. lot of sense. All right. Yeah. Back to the Russell Wilson conversation. Emmett writes, I'm not ready to move on from Russell Wilson. This season isn't really his fault. He's been injured and his supporting cast sucks. Now, I could see Russell getting triggered if we don't make big moves in the offseason. It's not so much it's his fault. When you move a quarterback, it doesn't necessarily have to be his fault. Um, it's just maybe the money or how big of a story is it if he's ready to move on. Um, you know, and, and remember, he's married to a famous person, so um, maybe Seattle's not the best place to live. There's all kinds of factors that go into this. Uh, quarterbacks always get too much credit, and they always get too much blame. That's right. just the reality of it. Nature Boy writes, Brady is not crabby. He's just old. It happens to all of us. Nah, he was crabby after this one, that's for sure. I will definitely say I am much more short-tempered as I get older. I'm just tired of it. It's like I had to like unfollow every single gambling site has like the same little shtick. They always have a little meme, and it's like, oh, here's the underbetters right now with this game. Here's how the overbetters are feeling right now. And I'm such an old man. I'm like, stop it. You're not funny. You're not creative. You're all doing the same thing. So, yeah, I get the grumpy Brady because, Arnie, that's what I'm becoming too. So I'm right there with him. Oh, yeah, and, and he played like crap today. So that adds on to it as well. Um <laughs> Jim writes, Sundays are great when the Lions don't lose two weeks in a row now. They yeah, they, they went the bye week. <laughs> Good news for the Lions, writes Nature Boy. The losing streak is officially over. Now get out there and start a new one. Okay, so I pulled 
the two play-by-play cuts from each network on the fumble, right? Right. Uh, because essentially, if if I understand this correctly, Pittsburgh was in a position to basically win this football game, and they had the fumble in overtime. So let's see here. This is this is the fumble in uh, overtime. Let's see what it sounds like from what I believe is the Steelers radio network. In the shotgun, Rudolph takes the snap, throws the out. It's pulled in by Fryermuth, and the ball is out, and they dive for it, and I think the Lions have fallen on it. Yep, it is Deshaun Hand who ended up with the football on Fryermuth's mistake. Eight seconds to go. <laughs> no boy that was right around the 50 yard line i believe right yeah yeah it, it was too and uh let's see here was the then i guess the detroit lions call of it in overtime as well too mason rudolph leans in he's got it throws the out pattern to fryer he loses the football it's free on the ground it is the lions football the lions picked it up again the second forced fumble in overtime and they come out of there with it the lions have got the football with eight seconds left recovered by trey flowers sounds a little bit more excited than the steelers guy yeah a little bit well because they're not gonna lose so of course right. he's, he's like we're not gonna lose we're not gonna lose all right and so then of course uh but we had a game that ended in a tie in the nfl so just humor me for just a bit uh, let's see how both radio networks actually handled Arnie the final call. First, the Steelers. Back is Goff. Throws the ball down the field. It is caught. Running with the football. They do their fumble ruski. They lateral the ball. They get down inside the 40, but finally it's over. Trinity Benson ended up with the ball, and the Steelers end up with an overtime tie. That's the end of the game. 16-16. Uh, coming up next, our Bud Light postgame show. I mean, the fans were already booing. Let's see if it was celebration time for the Lions. Goff's got it back to pass. Goff loads and throws deep middle. It is caught. And they tried a little razzle-dazzle, get it to Trinity Benson. Trinity Benson running left sideline, and they throw it. Knocked out of bounds is DeAndre Swift, and that's it. We got a tie. <laughs> Two teams will meet out in the middle of the field to say job well done. 16-16, our final score here in Pittsburgh. Seems a little happier, oh, doesn't he? Chris, yeah. help me out on this. <laughs> Did they have the ball right around midfield, eight seconds left, no timeouts? Could they have gotten a pass off and got off to the sideline and – to like the 35, even the 40-yard line, attempt to like a 58-yarder or something like that? Listen, or no? Let's, it's- listen, Arnie, you're, you're asking what was an 0-7, 0-8 football I, but I didn't, team. But there was still the- eight seconds left. I'm like, are, can they? Can you get – I think you could easily get that off in time and then and then kick the field goal. So, but whatever. Uh, they had it at the 38 – at their own 38-yard Oh, okay. Well, even – okay, so you're at your own 40 – um, what, 10, 20, 30 yards? I don't know if that's enough time to go ahead and get to the Yeah, to the I, I don't yeah. think so either. I, I know it happens so rarely that I don't want to sit here and be like, ties are stupid, but um, ties are stupid. Most you, have of, to go, you, you can't have 10-minute overtimes. you got to go back to the 15-minute overtime. You know what? I agree. I agree. I absolutely agree. Okay, uh, most of the other tweets tonight deal with that implosion on Sunday Night Football where if I could reach out to the boss and ask if I could drink during the show, I absolutely would. Chris <laughs> writes, second half of the season, yearly collapse starts now. Sad to see another GD season down the drain. They will be lucky to go 9-8. and eight. 
they being the Raiders. Um, Rough night for Arnie. The Raiders fans are upset. Not sure why. It's November, and it always happens this way. It's the Faders. Uh, And then Jason, one more, right? This game has been a failure in all three phases tonight. And (laughs) KC is back in first place in the AFC West. LOL. Remember two weeks ago when we thought they were done? Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, they're done. No way. They're not even going to get no. close to first we, place. It's all we are for them. You were. I've seen this play before. One more from Brandon. Uh, the Chiefs are a great football team, especially their offense. That being said, if I wasn't convinced before, the Raiders need to draft a quarterback in the first round. Some quarterbacks have the it factor. Derek Carr does not have what, it. What did I tell you? I said after a game like today, I could see that the Raiders and the Browns and stuff like that. What you know? Well, what, you you said that. Who did you after say a that? game like last week, they won a Josh Allen cut. Okay, I mean it's the NFL. It's a week to week league. We'll see what happens next week. But I'll tell you this much. Yeah. If you're drafting a quarterback in the first round this year, I'd go ahead and wait till next year's draft. I mean, I really don't see a dude that you look at and say, game changer. No, but Matt there's plenty Corral. of veteran quarterbacks out there. That's right. for sure. I yeah. mean, Matt Corral. Yeah. I mean, Malik Willis. Are you going to go after Sam Howell? Are you going to give Spencer Rattler a shot? I mean, I there's just there's not a first-round quarterback like a Lawrence, like a Burrow, like even a Mac Jones that's in this class right now. Wait till next year. Then it might be a little bit more interesting. All right, uh, more tweets. These uh, You guys have been on fire tonight. Much, much more to get to. But when we come back, yes, we're hitting the locker room, post-game sound, and much, much more as we look back on Week 10 of the National Football League. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right, big day. Week 10 of the National Football League with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. More of your tweets coming up. Arnie's picks. Yep. Right around the corner. Got six of them. Six. Six. All right. Do any of them, I'm sure, include the Sooners losing and the Raiders losing and Arizona winning? And no, I, have, I, I do have the Sooners losing, though. Sorry about that. It's, it's every single week, Arnie. Well, I had him right. I was right last week, right? They lost the Baylor. You picked him every single week. I mean, I if, have actually, not stopped it. if you pick against the spread against OU, it's been a pretty good bet this year yeah. so far. They're not covering a lot. Um, it's been a pretty challenging year as we shift back to the NFL. Arnie's picks coming up in our last segment before Big Ben. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, who lost today, even though it's a little controversy, there was a roughing the passer penalty that seemed a little soft that wiped, uh, wiped out a personal foul, excuse Very me, an, an interception. Uh, Sean Payton afterwards just talked about the challenges with this team playing through injuries. Look, it, it's the NFL, and that's part of the deal. And I hear you. I thought the way we approach this game, you, you've got to be able to still play. And uh, that's the one thing we've been able to do, fight through it. So we'll continue to do that. Yeah, uh, not an easy stretch coming up for the New Orleans Saints either because – they go to the suddenly resurgent Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, they look good today. Then they host the Bills and the Cowboys in back-to-back-to-back weeks. That could be so, an 0-3 stretch there. 5-4 and four football team. Tough run, a tough one today, losing to the Titans 23-21, but also tough road ahead. Speaking of the Titans, Mike Vrabel and his trust in Ryan Tannehill. Ryan felt like he had the one under control. Um, the official didn't see it the same way. And I, and I trust Ryan. You know, with, with the snap count. Meanwhile, Ron Tannehill. We got to clean some stuff up, but uh, I'm never going to apologize for a win. Proud of our guys. We battled through. You know, we were able to make some some plays when it counted, and uh, and come away with a win. So, proud of our guys. Uh, really, you know, stepping up and finding a way to come away with a win. Artie, are you buying the Titans, who won today 23-21 and have the longest active winning streak in the NFL as the best team in the AFC? Uh, yeah, well, I am buying them as the best team in the AFC right now. How could you not? I know they have injuries, but, I mean, they look great. I don't know who else is going to go ahead. I, like I said, Kansas City maybe, but they beat the pants off Kansas City. Um, but that wasn't Kansas City the way they look today. But the Titans are the best team right now in the AFC. Not much to take from the Bills win over the Jets, except that it got the Bills back on track. And head coach Sean McDermott was happy. It was fun to watch. It really was. You know, backs making the running backs making plays. Offensive line helping us make plays in the running game and then getting the ball up in the air a couple of times to some really good receivers, you know, and then hitting the tight ends. I mean, it was a good good game plan, as I said, by the offensive staff and Brian, and, and then Brian went and called a heck of a game. How about these next three weeks for the Bills, Arnie? They got the Colts on Sunday. Yep. Then, as we heard, the Saints, which uh, I think that's, one of the, that's the Thursday night game on Thanksgiving. And then the Patriots Ooh. for the Bills. And, oh, by the way, the Bills are six and three in the AFC East. The Patriots are only a half game back right now, six and four. Very with their scary. bye week still to come. 
Yeah, very scary. I don't think the Patriots, I don't know how they've been doing it. Um, I got to give them credit for going 6-4. I thought they were going to be a five-win team at the beginning of the year. So all the credit to them. But Mac Jones, um, he's the real deal. He's going to be like, uh, he's like going to be mini Tom Brady for the next 15 years there. Speaking of Tom Brady, we know the Tampa Bay Bucks lost today to the Washington football team. We heard Brady's very short press conference where he left as quickly as he could, but said, thanks guys. So everyone thinks he's nice. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Arians was not happy. Tom was just getting out of his hand. And, uh, there were a couple of times I thought he could have held on a lot longer versus some coverage. Just take your check down and get to the next play. Why I, does he do that? So, so critical of Tom. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I don't know. And he always has been. Yeah. Bruce Arians always has been since Did the last year, too. Yeah. Brady came uh, to Tampa. He's always been like that. I don't know. Why is he so critical of Tom? Arnie? Why, why are people yeah, critical of Tom? Yeah, because you do crush Tom quite a bit, Yeah, but too, I'm not so. his head coach, though. His own head coach is saying stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, his coach should be saying, ah, it wasn't the best game for Tom, but, uh, you know, we have the best quarterback in the game, so I'm not too worried about but it. But you do like that. that. Like, you wait until he has a good game, and then you're 100% Tom Brady. Well, I'm, I'm Tom Brady now. Ever since he left the Patriots, I'm, I'm behind Tom Brady. By the way, speaking of mm. uh, Tom Brady losing, the dude that beat him was pretty fired up in Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah. These are the games that you dream of as a kid. And it's it was the, the moment I've dreamt of last year when I wasn't playing. I always told myself, if I get another chance to play, I'm going to go out there and do something great. Well, I, calm down there, bro. You're three and six. You just beat the, the Buccaneers 29-19. But they did something great. Chase Young, though, hurt. Looks like he's going to oh, be out horrible. for this season. Did you and see then, that play? It didn't look like it was anything with anything. You know what I mean? Dale Earnhardt crashing into the wall didn't look like anything. I mean, it's just it's the worst things that usually come from, like, the most minimal issue. And yeah, you're right. It, just, it didn't look like anything. No, and all of a sudden, just, he turned got to the right out. and fell down. I'm like, okay, yeah. it didn't seem serious at the time. So you want to? We, we were juxtaposing the final call from the Steelers to the final call from the Lions, and how fans were booing and they were upset. Well, here, here's the two head coaches afterwards. First, Mike Tomlin. We got to accept responsibility for the outcome of the game, and we do. We look at what it is that we can do and and how we could have done it better in terms of changing the outcome of the game, and we didn't do enough. And those are two of the things that highlighted it, just from a you know a knee jerk response or a feel in, in, in terms of watching it from within the stadium. We'll We'll make the necessary corrections and learn from this, hopefully, and and move forward. Uh, and then uh, I wish somebody would have popped. The, oh, are you still not going to go to USC? We just want to double check oh, that. Gosh, <laughs> Why would you do that? He might have <laughs> murdered you. He would have jumped through that he zoom and got you. Especially after a tie with the Lions. You know, Meanwhile, what I mean? you, you want to hear the other side? Here's yeah, Dan yeah. Campbell. Look, I think that's a good football team. And that's a winning football team. And they've done it right for a long time. You know, we went toe-to-toe with them. And, and I think that's what it says. We were able to go in there. And no, we, we didn't win, but we didn't lose either. And all you can ask for is improvement. We improved. We did. Boy, that was... Well, good uh, for you. Go bite some kneecaps. That was a really, really bad quarterback to game. I mean, I you had... Jared Goff gets sacked four times. I'm watching Jared Goff, and I have this moment where I'm like, this dude quarterback the team in the Super Bowl. And you're almost like, how did that happen? And he throws for 114 yards. It, amazing that you could you could be uh, the worst team in football, throw for 114 yards and still not lose. That's crazy. <laughs> it's unreal, right? Isn't it? 
Uh, let's see. Who else haven't we heard from yet? Oh, how about a little Dak? We haven't heard from Dak Prescott yet. Uh, this is the NFL, and it's tough. And you've got, you've got to earn it each and every day at practice, and then you've got to come out on Sundays and, and earn it again. Uh, and then way back in hour one, we heard from Cam Newton in his deep and philosophical yeah, look. Yeah at where he is right now at a person. Well, how about his head coach who made the decision to bring in one Cam Newton, and it wasn't just to sit there and look good. I know we're talking a lot about Cam, and I get it, but I think a lot of us would say P.J. played pretty well today. So if we brought Cam here to play, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he knows that, and P- this is an amazing opportunity for P.J. I just want to make sure P.J., if everyone asks me, like, you know, why is he here and why did you guys pick him as your backup, that's why. Right? That's why. So. They used him perfectly. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to tell you that suddenly the Panthers are a threat and look out for him, but, man, the way they used Cam Newton was perfect in their Is he going to be the today. starter over uh, P.J. Walker or what? Oh, hold on. Actually, there was a cut from Matt Rule on that because if you were going to ask Matt Rule, Arnie Spanier, yeah. who the starting quarterback is I was wondering. for the Carolina Panthers, right? Yes, I just want to make yes. sure I clarify this one more time for everybody so there's no gray area. I'm not saying anyone's not starting, starting. I'm saying I'm going to get on the bus and enjoy this win. So just so everybody, <laughs> before the tweets go out, they probably already went out, I'm not saying anything because I, even if I knew it, which I probably do in my head what I'm going to do, I'm not going to say it until you're probably on Wednesday. You guys are going to ask me, and I'm going to say, hey, you know, guys, I'm not sure yet. So just we're on the same page. That is what it is. I have no idea what he just said, but apparently he's not naming a starter. But he right knows now. what he's going to do, though, he, in his right. mind, but he's not going to announce it. He knows, he knows, but he's not telling us. Which means he's going to go with uh, with Cam. He's got to go with Cam. All right, yeah. um, and maybe P.J. Walker's not 100%, but good win for the Panthers today, knocking off Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals. All right, one final time tonight, Steve DeSager gets us caught up on everything that took place, not just in the National Football League today, but in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Well, let's look ahead to two things coming up this week. Well, U.S. men's soccer coming off the win over Mexico plays Tuesday at Jamaica, and also we've got the baseball awards this week. The Giants manager, Gabe Kapler, has an extension through 2024. On Tuesday, he's a finalist for NL Manager of the Year. Tomorrow, it's Rookies of the Year being announced. Uh, Tuesday, by the way, it's not only in the National League, Gabe Kapler, after 107 wins, but Dusty Baker, who won three managers of the year as a Giant skipper many moons ago, he's an AL finalist, along with the Rays' Kevin Cash for manager of the year that's tuesday cy young award on wednesday max scherzer's already won the cy three times if he wins it a fourth time that would put him in elite company roger clemens randy johnson steve carlton and greg maddox those are the only ones who won it four times by the way remember when they used to throw bubble gum at dusty baker remember that you mean as a player or yeah as a player in the outfield the dodger fans would just like Chuck Olkin. You can't do that now, though. Can you imagine doing that now? Throwing stuff from the from the from the yeah. from the stands onto the field. Can't even throw the, the football in the stands anymore. Uh, Dallas was throwing footballs all over the joint and blowing away Atlanta, forty-three to three today. Cowboys led thirty-six-three at the half. That was their largest halftime lead in fifty years. Wow! Coming off their highest-scoring quarter in franchise history, Dallas got twenty-nine points in the second quarter, and young corner. Trevon Diggs with his eighth interception of the season already. Only two other guys have had this many picks in their team's first nine games in the last 30 years of football. So the Cowboys are 7-2. and two. No one else in that division is even at 500, just for the record. You mentioned New Orleans earlier. They lost a close one on missing the late two-point try. 23-21 at Tennessee. Titans have won six in a row, mostly against teams that were playoff teams last year. But I didn't know this till I read this tonight. The Saints have eight straight 
failed two-point conversions over several wow. seasons, including the penalty that pushed this back to a seven-yard incompletion yeah, today. I saw so, that, yeah, yeah. And by the way, with the Tennessee win, you know that's a win without Derrick Henry. Of course, the Colts' Jonathan Taylor has tied him for the rushing lead over 900 yards each this season. Yeah, I wonder what kind of odds you could have got on him before the beginning of the year. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor, 116 yards rushing and a score. They beat Jacksonville 23-17. Jacksonville 0-4 on the road, which brings me to the Monday night football matchup. Now, we had Seattle last place in that division, getting shut out at Green Bay 17-0. But we've got San Francisco hosting the Rams tomorrow night. Arizona has been so good in that division, but now hasn't had Kyler Murray for a couple of games. He was out again today. They lost 34-10 to Carolina. So the cards are 8-2. For the moment, they're a half game up on the Rams. Rams at San Francisco tomorrow night. Keep in mind the Rams are 4-0 on the road. Niners are 0-4 at home going into that game, and we're going to see OBJ in a Rams uniform as wide receiver Robert Woods. He's out for the year with a torn ACL. Unbelievable. Denver lost at home. Chargers lost at home. Raiders lost at home. So Kansas City 6-4 and four and not looking too bad all of a sudden. <laughs> they were up 17-14 in Vegas tonight. Third quarter, it wound up 41-14 the final. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes, 406 yards. And next Sunday, Kansas City hosts Dallas on Fox TV. Minnesota's win was 27-20 at the Chargers. Justin Jefferson, nine receptions, 143 yards. The Sunday night football matchup next week is Chargers hosting the Steelers. Those two have met on a Sunday night, three years in a row now. Mm. And for the Chargers and the Vikings, for that matter, today, their offenses just weren't really in sync. Chargers, their first four drives, only five first downs today. They were under 100 yards by halftime, this offense. They did, coming out of the halftime break, have a 75-yard touchdown drive, so the game was on. But by late third quarter, Minnesota on third down conversions was one for eight. And then took the lead going for it on fourth and goal at the one, lobbing a touchdown pass, somehow caught an incredible play. So a Minnesota team that had all that against them and eight penalties in the first half, they do wind up winning. And one history note from that game in L.A., there was a Justin Herbert to Austin Eckler touchdown pass. That means Eckler's touchdown catch 20th of his career already. Since the draft started over 50 years ago, Austin Eckler is the youngest running back to get to 20 touchdown catches, passing Chuck Foreman of the Vikings on that list. And the Herbert touchdown toss was already the 50th of his career in under 25 games. Patrick Mahomes took only 17 games to get to that point Jeez. in his young career. By the way, he's the opposite of uh, Jacoby Myers, who finally caught a touchdown pass today, right? You know, he's the guy they go to in the red zone, I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to last Sunday night right, show. I remember that. I we'll call that. back there. Washington beat Tampa Bay. New England and Buffalo got wins. By the way, Patriots have won four in a row. They're still half Fire. game behind the Bills. Unbelievable. AFC East. Buffalo is 3-0 and in the division. Just keep that in mind. But New England on defense had five sacks. New England on offense had 30 first downs. And they didn't have Damian Harris. The running back was out with a concussion. So Ramondre Stevenson had 20 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. It's just Something good in the Sooner Nation this week. Throw up your go. arms. It's just yeah. it just doesn't matter. Buffalo's win was 45-17 at the Jets, who are 2-7. and seven. Five turnovers for the Jets. But their last four games, the Jets have allowed close to 2,000 yards 
the worst four-game stretch in the long and glorious history of the New York Jets. One college basketball score, Florida beat number 20 Florida State 71-55 in a comeback. The late NBA game, Chicago down the Clippers in L.A. 100-90. Charlotte beat Golden State. Warriors were 11-1. Atlanta got 42 points from Trey Young and beat Milwaukee 120-100. to The Milwaukee Bucks are 6-8. and Meanwhile, the Lakers beat San Antonio in a day game, 114-106. Russell Westbrook, seven assists, seven turnovers. That's just not ending, by the way. My gosh. Phil Mickelson won the Champions Tour finale. Bernard Longer won his sixth season points title. Age 64, he'll get a million dollars for that, by the way. I read it's an annuity. I don't know how long into his already old life that's going to go, but congratulations. (laughs) Phil Mickelson, just for this weekend of golf, winning this finale, $440,000. This is like a side job for him. Back to you. (laughs) Not too shabby, Steve. Enjoy Sunday Night Football next week. Mm -hmm. Chargers. And Steelers. All right. I uh, got a lot of tweets to get to before we get out of here. Got Arnie's picks. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. As always, brought to you by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn at uh, on your credit card at the end of the first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, a 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. You know, everyone's gone next week. Uh, Bobo's traveling. Daniel G's traveling. DeSager's got Sunday night football. I don't think I approved DeSager's night off. Just for the record, you don't approve anyone's night off. Wow. I'm telling you so you know that you're not clearing that, that you're not in charge. Just FYI. Let's figure this out. Hey, Steve, (laughs) did did, did, uh, Arnie give you the night off? You didn't have to ask Arnie, did you? Because I didn't. No, I'll take care of that real soon. A guy named Don Martin. I don't know if you've heard of him. Cool, cool. Hey, hey, Danny, did you have to ask Arnie? Don should really be checking with me. I actually, I sent Arnie a text. Wait, was it a tweet? No, no, it was a text. text. Gosh, I hate you guys. Speaking of those Uh, uh, texts, Danny, let's get a couple of them before we get home. Uh, Minnesota man Kevin writes, and it has not been a fun year for Minnesota man Kevin. Guys, do you think the Vikings can go for their second straight win and get an upset this coming week against the Packers to tighten the lead in the NFC North? I'll shoot for that wild card, man. You're right there. But I kind of like the fact that they beat the Chargers today. I mean, that's a good team. You know, record aside, you brought it up. They were in every game, and they've just... They've been snake bit, just kind of the way Atlanta was snake bit last year. It's just they're they're much better than their record shows. So yeah, I think they're gonna, especially if the Packers don't move the ball offensively. That was a three nothing game with uh, Seattle today. Anybody's game uh, in the fourth quarter at that one. Calbert at that damn bear writes the Arizona Cardinals' impressive record must have taken a toll on the players because they're all getting injured. Still number one in the NFC, but that can suddenly change, and it's changed quickly. I'm not panicking on Arizona yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyler's out. DeAndre Hopkins is out. But, man, they they got flat out smoke today. There's no way to put it. Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, Tampa. Give me your one through four in those in that order. Okay. Green Green Bay, Arizona. Dallas and Tampa. Okay. I'm going Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, and Tampa. I'm going Dallas one. Green Bay 2, Arizona 3, Tampa 4. You know, it's so you? funny. I, I was going to say number one, um, I would put the Dallas Cowboys also. I, I'm shocked that you put them number one. I didn't think you were going to have them there. I think they're a complete football team. I really do. And I think the 
I think not the against biggest... Denver. They weren't. That's for well, sure. yeah, yeah. I mean, you have yeah. those. I mean, right, the, the Raiders right, lost right. to that bad Chiefs team tonight. Right. Um, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, but I'll tell you what. They've got everything they need. I know that Conley's still making some mistakes, but he's picking off everything near him. I know that Dak had a rough week last week, but right. they can run the ball. They've got weapons all over the place. I think that the, the person who tweeted in earlier hit it on the head. As long as McCarthy doesn't screw it up, <laughs> I think they're in good shape. And two more quick tweets, both of them from Nature Boy, who writes, what we learned today – Colt McCoy is the Colt McCoy we thought he was, unlike the McCoy that played the Niners. And what we learned today, both the Steelers and the Lions are the only two teams that could give away about 10 chances to win and end up with a tie. I can't believe that the Lions weren't able to make that field goal. They He missed one or two field goals in the extra point. Um, it was just, I mean, those were their golden opportunity, and he chubbed it, too. It wasn't even close on the winning field goal attempt. It was unbelievable. Not even close. All right. When we come back, yeah. it's what you all came from. From? For? What? For. Anyway, what you came for. Stinking genius Arnie Spanier and his picks to take us home next on a Fox Football Sunday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Great job tonight, Bobo. You can hear him. You heard him on with Cavino and Rich and here with us. And he'll have a nice little break next week. So enjoy, Bobo. You too, Danny G. Had a great interview tonight with both Peter Bukowski and our man Todd Furman from uh, who? Todd Furman from Vegas. Also, Easy for you to say. I know, right? Easier. Whatever. Uh, Steve Desager, Grant on updates, and all the editors with all of the sound that we actually used tonight. What's up with that? Fun show, great job, guys. And as always, we're brought to you by Discover, who matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, a 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. All right, uh, show's just about over. Yep. What I for you to do? My picks. Oh, let's go. Stinking Genius has his picks let's to get us out of it. here. All right, uh, we'll do a couple college picks first because we know that Michigan State going on the road to Columbus to take on Ohio State. You're getting 19 with with the Spartans now. I got to tell you, I made a mistake last week. I thought Ohio State was going to struggle. They didn't. This is a different story, though. It's a damn good Michigan State team. I don't think you're giving them enough credit. Uh, I know Todd likes Ohio State. I don't think they go ahead and destroy them. 19 points is a lot of points. So I'm going to take Michigan State plus the 19, and I'm sorry to do this to you, Plank. I told you Baylor would beat Oklahoma. Bernie Frattle sent me a text and said, I hope Plank isn't mad at me. I picked Baylor to beat Oklahoma. Notice how once the game's a final, everybody picked Baylor to beat Oklahoma. Including Um, you. Yes, but I'm taking Iowa State. Don't need the five. Don't want the five. I'll take the five. Name their starting quarterback. Uh, Purdy, right? There you go. I'll give uh, you that. Give me, give me Oak. Uh, excuse me. Give me Iowa State. I have no idea. To beat Oklahoma. All right. Um, Monday Night Football. I think Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, was a great pickup by the Rams. By the way, I loved it. I guess he's going to get some play in time. I'm going to take the Rams laying the three and a half at San Francisco. My, the only reason I'm giving you the Dolphins-Jets pick is because I think the Dolphins are going to go on a roll now. So give me the Dolphins minus the three. I'm all over my Cowboys plus the oh, two and a half on the road against Kansas City. What a great game that's well, going that's to Andy be. Well, picks right there. Wow. wow. Don't do that to I told the you, Cowboys. Don't do that. They, wow. You got dumped. And Thursday, Atlanta, I'll take the five and a half against the Patriots. There you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. Ah, I want to see so, what's on the other broadcast. By the way, they're saying that the Cowboys are a better team than Kansas City because they're a two and a half point dog in Kansas City where you're getting about four points for home field advantage. But I, have the Chiefs even been good at home this year? No, I'm just saying, though. They don't uh, spread much. No, no, not at all. Okay, there you go. Uh, congratulations. Arnie is picking... His Dolphins, Kansas City, the no, Iowa Cowboys, State Cowboys. Cowboys, I'm picking the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Iowa State Cyclones, Michigan State, uh, and who am I missing out here? Atlanta sure plus five and a half against the Patriots. All right. And go. the Rams minus three and a half against San Francisco. Tomorrow night. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers was asked after the game tonight about Odell Ro- Who's Odell Rodgers? Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> signing with Los Angeles and kind of his thoughts because – Many believe that Green Bay was was close to getting him. Here's what Aaron Rodgers said. Well, I think that we are obviously limited with our salary cap situation. I've uh, been friends with Odell for a long time, 
and have so much respect for his talent and his ability. And, you know, I wish him the absolute best. I think, you know, there was a lot of conversations uh, around bringing him in. I feel good about the fact that we were in the mix, that there was conversations. And in the end, I guess it just wasn't the right fit. Got to love it. Got to love it. Uh, well, that's, they were a, that's an about face. He's kind of praising the uh, I know. I, I told you he's yeah. going to end up back in Green Bay. Uh, all right, a couple of other well, players. Well, if he's end up back in Green Bay, wouldn't they have tried to get Odell for this year and next year too, or no? That, they can't afford him. All they, right, well, they, whatever. They, the Rams somehow, the Rams in the salary cap, I, I don't know how it works, but they make it work. Whoever is their salary cap They afford cap everybody. Guy, <laughs> they, they can afford everyone. I don't know how they do it. Why they do it, but they do it and it works. All right. We don't have the cut from Najee Harris. But as our man Lou Riley points out on Twitter, Najee Harris didn't know NFL games could end in a tie until after the game today. This is no. I can't find it. I can't find the oh, how cut. funny. But that is absolutely fantastic what, that what, he had what, no idea. What, did they think he was going to play another 10 minutes or something like I that? I guess so. I guess he was getting warmed up and ready to go out there and play a little bit more. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, we haven't had anything from tonight's game because, well, there's no reason to talk about tonight's <laughs> game. But here's what Andy Reid had to say. Listen, Pat's lasted longer than any quarterback in the history of the game without a slump, right? And so it's going to happen. There's going to be a little something that, that it doesn't go your way. And it's important that you power through it, stay confident, and keep firing. That's how he's wired. You knew he was going to get through the ups and downs just by, by the way he handles himself. He's right. I mean, when was the Pat Mahomes slump? In practice before he took the starting job, right? <laughs> that's that's when we heard about, oh, he's turned the ball over too much. Yeah. He he falls in a little rut. You got people like Arnie Spanier saying maybe he's not what we thought he was. He threw the ball left-handed his first pass. He did. Whatever, he, yeah. The Raiders have forced him to a three and out their first possession, and then – well, then everything kind of went to hell. Well, it was uh, it was fun that the Raiders were relevant for like three weeks, but we'll go back to sucking and wishing we had another quarterback. Danny G, Bobo, have a great off week. Steve, yeah, enjoy Sunday week, night guys. football. Big Ben Maller is coming up next. For Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. The show never stops on Twitter. See at Stick and Genius 1, at Plank Show, and online at Fox Sports Radio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.